Hey, this is Todd Dammit Kearns from Slash featuring Miles K and the Conspirators, Bruce Kulick, and so much more. And you are listening to the hottest podcast in the land, Shout It Out Loud Cast, with Tom and Zeus. Oh boy. Here we go. Boy. Down. Yes. Stop pressing the button. Star Broker Simmons. Star? Bones Manly. Is that what he does? Stop shouting. Brady. He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh, no. Here come the kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay. All right. I'm going to grab me an ice cold mellow. Why? Why do that to the fans? Stop it. Why? Because the fuck. Six one seven five two five. Joy. You do? Hey, fucko. Do you like? Yes. Settle down. Hello. Hey, what's up, there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus. Another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode one seventy one. Chris Jericho and PJ Farley. End of the road madness wrap up all right yeah lots of fun this week this is gonna be awesome this is gonna be awesome this is a great week to end tax season tom tax season really you uh (laughs) you you pay you you pay you pay to the the feds don't go with that h&r block shit you know what i mean i I, I don't go with that turbo tax thing you know i'm an accountant i uh I, i do the papers Gonna go get the papers. Get the papers. <laughs> I just did some job on Shout It Out Loudcast. We did uh, a. <laughs> I took their, I took their Patreon accounts and uh, we painted each other up. Sir, your W two is incorrect. Oh boy, <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking at here. The numbers are big. Tom, it's a write off. You don't even know what a write off is. <laughs> what was his comment back? But they do, and they're the ones writing it off. <laughs> oh, tax season. But yeah. we had a crazy week last week, to be honest with you. I'm still, I'm still recovering from lack of sleep. <laughs> We're not what you would call younger guys at, like, Stonehill College that can go through this fucking any day and wake up the next day and still fucking go, what's next? No. Um, we did the Cantrell concert on Wednesday. That kicked my ass. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we went and we went and saw Chris Jericho Fozzy mm-hmm. on, uh, I believe it was on Friday night. Saturday. I believe on Saturday night. That's right. Yep. And uh, I love driving down uh, 495 for about an hour at three in the morning thinking I'm going to get pulled over. I'll tell you, white line fever on the road from Hampton Beach to to New Hampshire is rough. There's when there's no one on the road. We're gonna we'll get into we're gonna get into all that stories because as Ooh. usual, as usual, Zeus and I cannot do anything without a story. Yes, everything is a story. Yep. So, so. we have a couple of them, and we'll get to them. Yeah. However, as we always do, we go back and do a little bit feedback from the previous episode where we had a uh, notable songwriter Adam Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Wrote some great kiss songs with the band, and we had him on last week. Uh, we started with our usual Twitter poll, and what was that, Tom? Yeah, so we threw out four songs uh, that Adam uh, co-wrote 
uh, four that we kind of agreed on that would maybe be popular, or at least interesting for a poll. Uh, and the options were I'm a legend tonight, creatures of the night, crazy, crazy nights, and little Caesar. And to no surprise, creatures of the night steamrolled 57% of the vote, crazy nights, 25. I'm a legend tonight comes in third, and poor old little Caesar comes in at the, uh, at the end. Uh, you know, no surprise. And of course, our good friend, Sonny Pooney, Little Caesar will get less than 8% of the votes deserved because the song is total meh. Well, he was right. It got 5% of the votes. <laughs> oh, jeez. Our buddy Joe Papalotto, holy tough poll. I love Creatures and Crazy Nights, but I side with Creatures by a Vinnie Vincent extension hair. I love the demo of Crazy Nights. And then he actually posted the link to the demo of that song. Outstanding show, guys. Keep up the great work. Yeah, we love Joe. We, we met him on the cruise. So that was cool. Um, Cameron Johnson says, of those listed creatures, but probably my favorite would be Danger. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Same Inter- with me, buddy. Interesting. Not even, not even close. The best song of all the ones he's done with Paul. Really? Yes, not Ooh, even close. Got- yeah, that chorus. I just can't get past that chorus. Oh, the, the, vo- the vocals on that, the drums, the guitar. Oh, it's all. Yeah, I will. I'll give you that. The drums in the uh, in the in the verses. I want to know how far to go. Yeah, taking my life in my hand. Oh, take it away. There you go. All right, that's Zeus for you. Woo uh, And then we'll get into a couple episode comments here. A good friend, Dizzy Dean's picket fence teeth chimes in. He says, "I'm a big fan of Paul's hair products." They helped me become the poor man's version of Tom Kiefer. <laughs> I think that I think that 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 uh, Twitter account always puts a photo up every once in a while of the uh, the Academy Award winning actress with the big teeth. What's her name? There? Oh, Hillary Swank. <laughs> He's always like my crush yeah. with her big teeth. Dude, I, I don't know if girl, I don't know if Britney Fox has a dental plan to take care of that. I, I doubt it. But uh, Funky Phil says, excellent guest. Definitely have to have him on again. Yes, we would love to. Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. Can't wait to hear this. Always want to know more about the Killers and Creatures era. Yes. Uh, our buddy Matt Wallace, who goes by the Twitter handle Hotter Than Piss, uh, <laughs> <laughs> says, killer episode. I really enjoyed the stories about Crazy Nights. Yes. Uh, Dr. Two, awesome episode. You guys reviewed Killers and Creatures recently, so it was cool to hear the inside stories. Also, it was good to hear nice things about all the KISS members, especially Eric. After the Roy Dam interview, which was great too, but I felt like I needed to take a shower after. <laughs> eh, that, that Roy was awesome. And somebody, now, been, somebody needed to take a shower after that. Yeah, and we've been in we've been in contact with Roy continually ever since that episode. So uh, yeah, he's a he's a little fired up, Tom. Would you oh, say? Yeah, I think we unleashed the demon <laughs> when he came on our show. Yeah, yeah. he uh, he's got a lot more to say uh, yeah. apparently about <laughs> a lot. Uh, actually, about someone in particular, we'll hold off. But yeah, yeah, yeah. he's fired up. Yep. Uh, Twisted Kister says, I wonder if Paul having four songs on Killers was punishment to Gene for pushing the elder so hard. Always thought it was strange to not have at least one Gene song during this era, especially considering how strong his material was in 82, 83. It's a great point. Yep. It's a really good point. Um, Oh, wow. We got a new comment here from Bob B. This was my first episode. You guys are great. 
maybe lay off the chicken parm around <laughs> recording days. <laughs> it was a chicken parm sub. Tom, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's the the red sauce had some kind of nuclear in, ingredient that was that was not good. Uh, and then, and then our good buddy Steve, we love Steve. What a great interview! The shows why you fuckos are the best. You get all the best names and just let them get on with it. Another great interview to add to the list. You've already brought us. Others may follow, but you lead the way. You wanted the best. You are the best. Whoa, Steve, we love you, buddy. Thank you. Steve awesome. is awesome. Thank you. Uh, and that's Twitter. All right, let's get through the book of face and let's get through this rather quickly. Yes. Uh, buddy Kevin Jepson. We need, a, we need a part two. Eric Carr and bowling. Great interview, man. Uh, our buddy Michael Murphy. Normally, this is where I'd post an 80s male porn star gift photo. <laughs> but I must say this was a phenomenal listen. I love the behind the scenes stuff. Need to have Adam on again. Great job, fellas. Nice. Um, Tom, Tim Bream. Uh-oh. Great episode. I really enjoyed the Eric Carr conversations. I know it sounds silly, but I wish Eric had gotten to sing a couple more uh, makeup era songs. For example, Under the Rose and Killer would have been perfect. Mm. Then there's the obvious non-makeup choice, Young and Wasted. Pretty sad that Paul and Gene didn't let him sing more. Missed opportunities, in my opinion. Wow. Great point by Tim Bream. Yes. Uh, over on our Shout It Out Loud Casters page. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I do have to read this. Uh, this is a point of personal privilege here for me, Tom. Go Mike ahead. Murphy again says, good job giving a shout out to Jerry Cantrell's solo stuff. Yes. Brighton might be his best album to date, which is impressive considering how good Boggy Depot and Degradation Trip are. Yeah, it's a great point. He's right. Those albums are amazing. But you can tell that Brighton is the sound of a man that's a little bit older little bit more mature uh, and, and really, really fine tuning the, his songwriting chops. I, I just can't speak enough about that album. It's amazing. It combines two things. I love the little grungy sound in country. And Absolutely. He a, and he puts a little spin on it. Yep. Oh, it gives a nice little, a little Southern rock country kind yeah. of mix to it. It's awesome. Excellent. Uh, our buddy, Jason Warden. Great interview with a very interesting guest. Dude has lived a great life writing songs, not just for Kiss, but J- Johnny Cash, Olivia Newton-John, circa late 70s. Oh, she was hot. Um, in addition to having Paul Stanley as your wingman, I'm sure there are some great stories there. Hope you have him on again. Part of some of my favorite moments in tunes and history. Another home run. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Justin Seal tells Tom. Ooh, that chicken palm is tearing the ass out of me. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Our friend Scott Donaldson. Don't forget to watch Scott if you're in Australia, that area, with his band Kisteria. Yes. uh, Scott plays the drums, and he is the Eric Carr Fox in that band. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. They do a great job. So make sure you catch Kisteria, all our Aussie friends. That's right. Yep. Uh, Killer episode TNZ. Really enjoyed this one. Love these type of episodes of people who actually played a major part of the band's past. Adam is one of those guys. And thank you for the great interview. Looking forward to the next time he's on. Dude, that's how many did we get about Adam coming back on? Right. People uh, telling you one of the best, most positive feedback we've ever gotten for an interview. 
Yeah, he uh, he and he's that nice of a guy. And he was oh so yeah, open and like yeah, he, he enjoyed it. So yep. we had to- fun with him. Let's mm-hmm. get to a couple on YouTube. Uh oh, YouTube, Mister Antonio, two thousand five. Did Adam Mitchell save Kiss? Ooh. Interesting that his place in history after the Elder and songs of Creatures of the Night and Crazy Nights are some of the superior ones of the 80s era. Lastly, the Kiss Tards want to know the type of granola was Gene eating when Vinny Moon walked into the kitchen to chat. Thank you, Adam and TNZ for another fantastic interview. That's awesome. Anthony Stratus, Adam Mitchell, episode 170. Awesome. Keep rocking Tom and Z, TNZ. Awesome. Love it. And we got a real good one here from Tales of a Kiss Geek. Glenn from Ireland here. I don't even know. It's supposed to have been. To, an Irish accent. I don't know. <laughs> I tried to sing it like this, but I can't. Uh, I discovered you guys when the Soul Station album was released. Is this offensive if I talk like this, Tom? I'm curious. Oh, wait a minute. Now you're concerned about whether we're offensive? Yeah, that's not offensive either. No, I I love the album and wanted to hear what other fans had to say about it. So one day I YouTube reviews of the album and discovered you guys. All right, I can't do it like this. I'm gonna get fucking (laughs) for doing this. Uh, I'm 25, so obviously, current kiss is my lineup, Sonic Boom. Being my favorite Kiss album. Wait, what? He's twenty five, dude. Of course, Sonic Boom is his favorite album. That makes sense. Oh, see, that's sad. That see, that makes me feel sad. Sonic Boom shouldn't be anyone's favorite Kiss album. But you know what, though? That's your favorite album. You're a young Kiss fan. God bless. Let me give you some advice. Go backwards into the catalog, please, not forward. Kiss aren't big at all over here. <laughs> over where? He's in Ireland. Oh, of course Dude, not. you remember what I was talking like about two minutes ago? No, I know. I'm just, uh, yeah, I know. I know. So, so podcasts are pretty much my only way of conversing with other fellow fans. Mondays, I listen to a couple other podcasts. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> although I get stomach pains laughing at the references you guys make. Please keep it up. All right. Okay. And I can take a joke, unlike some touchy fans. Hey, we all have opinions. And whatever happened to Kissery Science Theater? Oh, uh, we love those guys. Those guys. That was the. That was literally not the first Kiss podcast I listened to. The first podcast I ever listened to. Loved those guys. Okay. Oh man. Yeah. And then he says, honorable mentions are Kiss Army things, Kiss FAQ, and Ralph Vieira, which is I think Doctor Fuck. I think so too. Yeah. But I have to say yours is the podcast. I look forward to the most the way the time zone is over here. When I wake up in the morning on Saturdays before my eyes even open, my brain thinks YouTube <laughs> you do. and I run to my headphones and laugh my ass off with you guys. Oh, that's awesome. I am not a first time commenter. I am not. What you would call a handsome man. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I can't see though. That's the only, it's like, funny. I am not the, what you would call. Yeah. That's the funniest part in the water, boy. I just, every well, time yeah, because the movie sucks. Oh, come on. That movie's the, the, the Captain Insano. Um, 
but I just wanted to thank you guys once again. And I, as I really appreciate you always making my weekend, have an awesome day guys. Oh, Jesus. That's awesome. Thank you. What a great, what a great comment. Appreciate that. Tales of a kiss geek. I love it. Oh, you are the man. Uh, we appreciate the kind sentiments. We love that you uh, watch a show and, and you know what? Keep up the comments. Uh, you know, we're happy to read them. And as you guys can all tell right now, we're, we're trying to, you know, get to the gist of them and uh, cut it back a little bit because they are, which is a good problem to have, getting a little out of control. So, which is great. It's a, yeah. We love them. That doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean we're telling you to stop commenting. Please no. keep it coming. Keep it keep, coming. Yeah. Keep me coming. It, well, I didn't say that, but thank you for the vision. Yeah, that, that's yeah. just it. Yeah. And uh, Tom, I'm going to turn it over to you now. All right. couple quick emails here. Our buddy Mike H. Another peek behind the curtain and another great guest. Thank you for knowing what I want. Can't wait to see what's next. Give me more. All right. Mike H. Uh, and a great email from our buddy West Beach. We love when West chimes in. Once again, you guys have elevated your game and just reinforced your position as the most informative, most innovative, and most entertaining podcast out there with your interview with Adam Mitchell. Oh, wow. Thank you. I always wondered about him and his dealings with the members of KISS, and it was incredible to hear his stories about writing with Paul and Gene, as well as his dealings with Vinny. Your questions were spot on, and the time with him went by way too fast. Fascinating stuff and another show that will be hard to top. By the way, when you do the porn star brackets, don't forget the late, great Savannah. Oh, that's a great call, Wes. Oh, what a great call. Cue the Mike Murphy gift coming up. Dude, New Wave Hookers Part 2. Oh, <laughs> just that, that's like that's just it's, it's like the Gone with the Wind of 90s. Like, oh, dude, remember when I had that like uh, that satellite guy hooked up the illegal satellite for me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I had like every single thing you could ever think of. Yeah. And we found <laughs> Lane Pipe Four. Oh, dude, the, the guy who was starting. I remember he looked like the Detroit Lions quarterback Charlie Batch. <laughs> Lane Pipe. What a friggin' ridiculous name for a friggin' movie. <laughs> It was like it was a uh, unit four for that series, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Savannah, yeah, oh, yeah. New Wave Hookers that had that had that had one of the all time greats, Sandra Scream as well. Oh God, fantastic. Anyway, see Wes, you can't throw that kind of comment in there because then you're going to get us off the track. Uh, did, it, did it have the other hot blonde Jill Kelly? Oh, see, there you go. Jill Kelly was just nice. She's like a beautiful woman. What are you doing? Like, like eating ass and sucking like 20 (laughs) dicks in a scene. Like you can't do anything better. Like model or no, fuck. No, don't. (laughs) She's she's doing a public service for people like us. Don't you ever think that like, like a lot of these women like are so good looking. You're like, what are you doing this shit? Making money. Yeah. Making how much money you make it like eating ass and shit. 50 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather eat this fat, dirty guy's ass than actually work your next your next your next scenes with Ron Jeremy. Yeah, I'll do that. (laughs) Or you can go uh you know work in this hotel and be the front desk. Now I'm good with that. No, I'll 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 do the I'll do the threesome with uh, Tom Byron and Ron Jeremy. (laughs) 
new teeth with, <laughs> with tube socks guy and the fat fucking you get the hedgehog and sock guy. <laughs> All right. See, Wes, you throw it in there and it's off the tracks for 10 minutes. My God almighty. Oh. But Wes, we love you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we're going to wrap up feedback okay. with a very special tweet we got or uh, tagged in a tweet by Kendall Lacey, my, who wrote my, my, an article. My, 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 my cousin, my cousin Ken- Kendall. And his cousin is because his mom doesn't like him wearing other people's shoes. Excuse me. What are you babbling about, Tom? Breakfast Club remake for all you young people out there that like Sonic Boom. Um, Kendall Lacey has a website. And uh, wrote an article about us. And my goodness, is this amazing. So we're gonna, I'm going to read this very quickly. It's not too long, but it's just enough. I tend to flip-flop and fly between movie, wrestling, and music podcasts. And as I have recently been revisiting one of my first loves, the back catalog of Metal Giant's Kiss, I suddenly wondered if there was a dedicated podcast on one of my favorite American bands ever. It's 2022. I could probably find a podcast dis- discussing favorite sandwich fillings. So I was a little surprised to discover a long-running pod on Gene, Paul, Ace, and Peter, and Vinny, and Mark, and Bruce, and Tommy, and Eric. 170 episodes covering every era from every angle. So far, so good, but as I have learned a million times in the past, when friends try to get me to listen to their favorite pods, I'm very selective when it comes to the sorts of personalities I gravitate to. Luckily, Shout It Out Loudcast wins here. Tom and Zeus are just like us sitting around discussing the band and being genuinely funny without trying to ham it up or be outrageous within two or three episodes. I was recognizing their favorite jokes and humorous references to various band members and found myself actually laughing out loud at some of their great and not so great adventures being a band who sometimes make it tough to love them. The pod sometimes looks at certain career periods or certain albums, the history surrounding them and how they compare with other parts of the canon. Songs might get battled against each other, and it's interesting to hear two friends who obviously adore the band having quite different favorites from every era. The magic here is that I often disagree with their opinions on certain songs and albums, but it is still a blast to hear them talking about albums that only I seem to know about. There's no fan snobbery here either, as a recent excellent episode praising the Crazy Nights album shows. A superb show with writer Adam Mitchell, who helped write songs for that album, and told me things I had never heard about that period of the unmasked band and heartwarming stories about Eric Carr. Crazy Nights, while not a fave in the days of owning 20-odd Kiss albums, was the first one I owned when Crazy Crazy Nights blew up here in the UK. And the brilliance of such a pod in the age of Spotify is that I can go back and reappraise something that I don't put in the classic category. Then again, I will fight you if you diss the elder, so every friend is different and there is something for all of us. Join the fun via your favorite streaming service or click the link below. Thank you for the entertainment, Tom and Zeus. I love it loud. Wow. Unbelievable. Kendall, that is spectacular. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to write that. That means more than you know. And thank you also for linking our website to that article. And for that, Kendall, you are the comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. Like the way you think. I'm gonna be watching you. <laughs> yeah, we we loved it. It's really kind of you to do that. Absolutely. And, uh, so, Tom and Zeke, thank you. We yeah. really <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. 
Yeah, we really appreciate it. It was is very nice of you. And uh, thank you guys. And again, uh, you know, keep the feedback coming. We love it. We read it all. Um, and uh, I think it's part of what makes this show work because Absolutely. we're one big kiss family over yep. here at Shout It Out Loudcast. Uh, Tom, what we do next is we give a shout out to our Patreon subscribers. Mm-hmm. So Patreon is the app where people can contribute to the show. We have four different tiers. And in those that people can um, join, uh, there are different perks for each tier. And uh, our family of Patreon members have been supporting us since the beginning of 2021. And it's been a huge help uh, during this time. Through our Patreon members and subscribers, we've got uh, new mics, Zoom box that we will take with us creatures fast we've got a kick-ass website up Mm -hmm. we've got our uh, as you'll hear uh jericho crack uh upgrade from skype to zoom (laughs) um and more things and sometimes it's whether it's books or 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 music that we have purchased and stuff to to make sure we do our research research for uh episodes (laughs) and stuff you guys help so with your help at patreon we hopefully can give that right back to you guys and you can see it that's invested back into the show. We greatly appreciate all the support you guys give us. And we try to give it back, like we said, about the four you know, different tiers and different perks, merch that we give out. And we have different fun activities for everybody that's in Patreon, like coming up and helping us with the Kiss Madness Tournament, uh, having a role in that, having a role in our album review crew where once every uh, quarter you guys pick the album that gets reviewed. Uh, it's my pick this month. After that, it's Patreon's pick. So we're going to get the picks out to you guys and start that up rather soon. If you want to jump in on that, get in on Patreon. We'll get that going. We do things like, you know, a booze drinking fun time on a live uh, video uh, Zoom call with all you guys. Uh, we do Zoom calls with the whole Patreon too sometimes. And we try to come up with different ideas and thoughts and we have our own little, you know, posts and things that we talk to and communicate through on Patreon. So it's a big help to the show. We love our Patreon subscribers and we can't thank you guys enough. Yeah. You guys are the best. And like Zeus said, there's a lot of fun stuff that we do that we're doing Uh, some other things coming up. And again, thank you guys for, the end of the road madness tournament. We're obviously going to get into that. That's the focus of this episode. And of course your, your contributions to ARC, the rotating pick that you guys are going to have. And, uh, and yeah, these little uh, live zoom chats that we, that we do with you guys, whether it's a, everybody together or a certain tier or whatever, uh, there's a lot going on and it's just our way of trying to give back something to you for all that you do for us. Uh, and we can't thank you guys enough. So all you Patreons out there, we love you guys more than you know. Thank you. Tom, what we jump to next is Kiss World. What's going on over there? All right. couple things for Creatures Fest because we're getting fired up for that. That's just in a little over a month. Um, so they announced that they're going to be doing on the Friday of that weekend, they're going to be doing uh, a poolside MTV Unplugged uh, with a lot of the members uh, that are going to be there, people performing, uh, our buddy Joey Casada. <laughs> is going to be there. But a big Ooh. special, big special Ooh. announcement is that Bruce K. 
Kulik is going to be participating in that MTV Unplugged event. Um, it's from 12 to 4, so we don't know if he's going to be there, you know, jump in for a song uh, or what, but he is going to be part of that, which is pretty friggin' awesome. Um, and we love Bruce, and we always say that he's one of the kindest men in the, in the world, and we, we experienced that firsthand when he was on our show for our 100th episode with Jericho. But uh, this was funny. So on Facebook, he posted that. Somebody commented and said, acoustic only with a question mark. Bruce responds, have you seen MTV Unplugged? Yes. <laughs> yes, salty Bruce. I love it. Salty, saucy Bruce. Um, and then another thing that was added, which is kind of exciting for me personally, and I know a lot of fans out there, on the Saturday of that weekend, there's, they're going to be doing an all-star jam. But they're going to be featuring the live debut of Minefield, which is Todd Kearns' other project. And that album is unreal. I've talked about it before. That album is unreal. So those guys are going to be there playing live for the first time. Um, So they just keep adding amazing, amazing things to this Creatures Fest. We're just getting so fired up for this. So it's going to be amazing. They also did something where they added the four-pack Yes. meet and greets that's the, right they call the big four which mm-hmm. is bruce Vinny, uh ace fraley <laughs> and uh and peter that's right we got ours already we did the peter one separately and we got the uh the big three on their own um so we're looking forward to that and again we're giving you guys heads up notice we're gonna be there being our same old fucked up bostonian people so come join us. Seek us out. Please Make tell sure. us if you're going to be there. Please yeah. let us know if you're going to be there. And maybe we'll get a fucking good group together and we'll, we'll cause a little fucking ruckus. Oh, yeah. The, uh, well, maybe we'll, uh, maybe you can split a chicken palm with us. <laughs> no, no one's going to have a chicken <laughs> palm with us. Yeah, we'll eat it outside. So it yeah. won't matter. Yeah. <laughs> 617-525-0850. <laughs> we haven't done that one in a while. Um, so. Tom, what else is going on over at Kiss World? I'll tell you one thing that's yeah, going on. You could, yeah, go ahead. Jump in. Our buddy, Uncle Gene. Oh, jeez. The good and the bad, but go ahead. Yeah. So the good is there was a, a young lady put up a video about uh, she was at some function and some other celebrity was, I don't know, being like said something stupid. And Gene like stood up and confronted the person and and gave her a very uplifting speech to this person about being unique and being themselves. And, you know, something that you normally wouldn't see or, you know, equate Kiss as being and Gene Simmons. But it was so cool to hear how Gene inspired this person and and really, really gave, cool. her, mm-hmm. gave her like the courage to be themselves. And uh, I, I like seeing it. And uh, it was such a great little little uncle gene story so i reposted that and not to be political because not about the politics it's about how this person praised gene personally which i love yeah Yeah, and it's also how gene just is that kind of guy you know he didn't have to do that he stood up for what is obviously the right thing to do but sadly you know sometimes the obvious right thing to do is not done as often as it should and it, it was it was nice. It was the, the video was really nice to see. The woman was extremely heartfelt and, and touched by by what Gene said and did. And it, it's just another reason why Gene is just beloved. And it's not somebody that you would see and think like, oh, that's a Kiss fan. Exactly. Which right. is why it makes right. the story right. even 
better. Yep. And and then, and then the and then uh, you know then we we praise Gene for that, and then then he just goes on somewhere and says, "Ah, hey, Rock's dead. I told you." <laughs> He's like, what the fuck, Gene? And our buddy, Mr. Eddie Trunk, got it. I love to debate Gene about this. Come on. That's not happening. But well, speaking of Eddie Trunk, uh, he, he, he was a little he was a little tongue in cheek with some of his uh, some of his 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 tweets today. I don't know if you caught that. He retweeted something from Gene um, and he was kind of like, ha ha. I could have a couple things to say about this. Um Gene posted something about, he said in an article, quote, you've got to have some pride and not stay too long. This is Gene Simmons promising the kiss are done once they finish their current farewell tour. Eddie, we've had Eddie on the show twice. We've debated and disagree with him on a bunch of different things, but we share a love of kiss or we do at least. He retweets and says, so many things I can say about this quote. Ha ha. Wow. And it's the exact same thing they said 20 years ago for that farewell tour at that time. Gotta love it. So Eddie having a little fun there uh, with Gene's comments. But you know what? Gene opens himself up. Don't say don't say something like you got to have some pride and not stay too long. Dude, other than us, everybody thinks you've stayed too long. That's okay. (laughs) You know, Uh, and then there's another fun one. Someone wrote, come to Mexico, please. Gene writes, okay, we will. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's I, awesome I, yeah and then he got into a little bit of trouble about a couple hours earlier he just said something like uh bruno mars and beyonce couldn't perform in a kiss costume oh i and saw then I, and then i look and i'm sitting there saying to myself gene they don't have to perform in kiss costumes to do well if they money exactly and sell out their stadiums that's what they would say to you right exactly uh, yep but then in, in other like, quote unquote, real kiss news, uh, six days from now, we're recording on Wednesday, April 13th, six days from now, they're going to be in South America, kicking off the end of the road tour uh, once again. So that's exciting for uh, Chile, Argentina, Brazil, Peru, Colombia. It looks like they're going to be hitting all those areas. So that's exciting for them. And to piggyback on that, Tommy Thayer put a video of himself, oh. a, a photo on social media that he was at, you know, the Kiss Warehouse. Oh, man. <laughs> and what happened, Tom? And I just pictured Tommy, I do buy shit in that warehouse. <laughs> the, every other comment was like, oh, Tommy, great picture. Hey, Tommy, you got my Dubai DVDs? <laughs> Fucking look further in the back. I know my Dubai DVDs in there somewhere. I'm telling you right now, thank. Uh, I feel bad for the people that have gotten screwed. I do. But I'm just so glad that we've been given the gift of the word Dubai. It's just instant comedy when you say kiss Dubai. If we go to <laughs> Creatures Fest. Dubai, go- baby. <laughs> Dubai rocks. <laughs> hey, guys, I got to interrupt Creatures Fest. Hey, what the fuck's going on? Hey, Ace, give me the mic for a second. All right. Guys, breaking news. The DVD Dubai is coming out. It'll get shipped. <laughs> By Christmas 2028. <laughs> what the fuck? It is a it is a catchphrase. It is a fucking yeah. hashtag. It is a fucking trigger for anybody to say, hey, Dubai. <laughs> Dubai. You can't say it. But how much did people lose on this? Maybe a lot, bucks? dude. A lot. Aren't people spending like a hundred bucks on that? Oh, oh, that was like the bottom of the barrel tier. There were people that spent like 
Where else were, are they getting other than the fucking video? Why would you spend that money? There were there were packages that you could spend and get like all this other shit. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you think you're getting here. But first of all, you're not getting anything. But <laughs> Dubai, baby. Dubai, goodbye. Dooby dooby doo, Dubai. <laughs> now that's a dooby dooby doo, a dooby dooby da. All right, all right, so. all right. <laughs> so, Tom, before we get on to our topic. Uh, give me a second. I'm going to go back in the warehouse with Tommy and see if I can fucking dig under these old Gene Simmons leftover cod pieces from the unmasked Australian tour. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Oh, I'm sorry I was gone for so long. I just came back from Dubai. Still no sign of the DVDs over there. I just saw a bunch of people laughing at me when I mentioned it. So, yeah. So, Tom, before we get into our uh, topic, we do have a winner. And who's that? We're so excited that we were able to announce the winner of the 2022 Kiss End of the Road Madness Tournament. And it was longtime listener, fan, supporter of the show, Graham Richley. He hit it out of the park with the early rounds of the tournament. We say that all the time. It's easy to pick the elite eight, or it's easy to pick the final four. 
It's difficult in those early rounds. And that's where Graham made his bones right there. He killed it in those early rounds. And then his, his teams, his, his picks just progressed. He picked the correct championship, which a lot of people did pick the correct winner, which a lot of people did, but those early picks catapulted him to the winning and it really wasn't even close. So congrats to him. And he gets that amazing prize pack. that's going to be coming his way uh, a little bit longer than normal because you are in Australia, Graham. So bear with us with the time. Yeah. And how, do you remember how many points he got? He had 162 points. Wow. Yeah, he had 162. There were a bunch of people that did have I Stole Your Love as the winner, which I Stole Your Love was the champion. But yeah, but he, he going into that championship round, um, if I Stole Your Love won, he was going to win. But if Come On and Love Me could have pulled off the upset, there would have been one other person who would have won because the, that the picking the exact winner is the biggest chunk of points. Uh, yeah. But unfortunately, Come On and Love Me got smoked. I thought that would at least be a battle, but I Stole Your Love just steamrolled through the entire tournament. Yeah. Well, Tom, we um, decided to do this uh, episode. We always do a wrap up. And uh, what we've done the last few years is uh, have our buddy Chris Jericho join us for these. And since it worked out perfectly that Fozzie and Jericho were going to be performing at Hampton in Hampton Beach at Wally's, a small club that we've gone to frequently in the past. So take it from here. Yeah. So we were trying to schedule when Jericho was going to be able to do the recap with us. And the timing couldn't have been more perfect because the tournament ended Saturday at noon and we were going to see him that night. So he said, hey, if you're coming to the show, let's record after the show. It'll be great. We're like, okay, it's Saturday night. We'll be up late, whatever. Um, So we're texting him in line because because it was three opening acts. Wally's kind of shut down early. Uh, and then we're letting, making people get in line for the ticket holders and everything. So we had, we had, we were lucky enough. He gave us some VIP passes to get in. What was the uh, name that you thought he put us under? So I text him. I said, Chris, what are the, what's, what are the tickets under? They're under Joe Lipschitz. <laughs> like Jericho, are you serious? Cause I would believe that he would do that. He goes, no, you dummy. It's under your name. I'm like, okay. So, and then we're like, yeah, but we came in three separate cars. And he's like, nerds. Yeah. You nerds. I'm like, well, sorry, we're working stiffs. He's like, after the show, Wally's owns a piece of property at Hampton Beach because Wally's is like, it's literally at the beach. They own a piece of property where bands can go and crash or get changed or warm up or whatever. So we'll go there after the show and uh, we'll, we'll do our, we'll do our episode. He's got his little portable zoom like we have microphones and all that stuff. And we're going to, of course, we're going to get into that. So if uh, you don't like the sound, blame Jericho and his producer because it's on his equipment slash gear. But he also gave us, Tom, one other little thing that he wanted to add. And he says, hey, guys, PJ's in. Yes. Oh, sweet. PJ Farley's going to join us on this. Yeah, that was great. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. So we were excited. We're going to go see Fozzie. And then afterwards, go back to this, as Tom called it, flop house. Um, (laughs) Which it wasn't. It turned out to be. Yeah. And, uh, And just record this episode. Uh, let's talk real quickly. So Murph joins us. Yep. And we see these bands perform before Fozzie. You want to do a quick thing on the bands and then sure. we'll talk about the show with Chris and yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was one, there was an opening band nocturnal something. They, 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 God love them. They weren't very good. Uh, and then the second band, a band called crash karma from Germany, oh. fucking insane. It was one guy and one girl. She was the drummer. 
he was like the guitar bassist thing, but they put on the most unbelievable show. What? He pulled out a bow. She had a song called A Woman with a Hammer. She grabbed like Thor's hammer and climbed up on a thing. It was like swinging it around. It was like, um, what's her name there? Uh, not Sheena Easton. Ooh, if it was Sheena Ooh yeah. Sugar uh, Sheila E, like with a fucking headset playing the drum. Oh, she was amazing. And he's playing guitar, rocking out with this huge thing. And then like from Germany. And one point he's having us scream German words back in the fist pump. I'm like, I looked at Tom. Yeah, I'm like, do you have any idea what these German words mean? We could be doing Nazi chants and it's all going to be on video. Everybody putting their fist in the air. I'm like, I'm not repeating this shit. There goes our career. Uh, Three three young Stonehill graduates terminated for uh, attending white nationalist rally (laughs) without them knowing. (laughs) He's like, everybody say this in German. Hey! Everyone's like, hey, what the fuck are we saying? But they were fucking insane. Go check were. them out. They were, they the were first, entertaining. The first band was okay. Just, I just, you know, you're not paying attention at no, that point. No, the no. first of three previous uh, opening bands, you're yeah. not really paying attention to be fair to them. We didn't really pay yeah. attention. We were getting our pepperoni pizza at the time. <laughs> oh yeah. Bud lights. Oh yeah. And then, and then the next band that came out was GFM, which come to final stands for gold frankincense and myrrh because they're like a, like a Christian. They come across as like Christian. They're three sisters. They're all about 18 years old, but they dress up as like these like zombie, like cheerleader character things. They fucking rocked now vocal vocally. One they do a little bit of the cookie monster vocal. So that was kind of a trump, but they fucking ripped. Yeah, that was a, it was an interesting show as well. And then like, cause we just came out of fucking Nazi salutes and all of a sudden you hear, do you guys believe in God or Christ? And everyone's yeah. Like, well, what? Like, what? It's like, I believe in Jesus Christ. And then she's like, yeah. kill your fucking father. Kill your fucking mother. I believe in Jesus Christ. And you're like, Dude, what the fuck? But- and actually, and if you're interested in that band, they, they were actually guests on Jericho's talk is Jericho podcast this week. They're, they're super talented and they, and they do a, they do a great job. And I mean, who, who are we to criticize a band for having costumes and a stage presence? Yeah. Exactly. You know, but, they, but it was, it was interesting. It was really interesting. So then Chris comes on. Yep. So this is our first time seeing him live. Yeah. And uh, we got to be fair. I'll be honest. They kicked ass. Oh, it was, it was really amazing. I mean, the energy, the energy in that crowd, you could tell that that crowd, th- those were not casual fans. Those were diehard Fozzie fans. They came out and Chris, he's a showman, commands yep. the fucking crowd. He yep. owned that room the entire night. Do you know what I love the best? So he comes out, he's got like a red solo cup and something in it. And yeah. he like fucking chucks it into the crowd. Yeah. Just like fucking uh, uh, Ogre does in Revenge of the Nerds mm. in the belching contest. When he just yep. spits it out into the yep. crowd. People yep. went nuts. Chris is an incredible performer. He pulled all sorts of fucking shit. And we talked about it. I'm not sure if we got it on the episode, but I'm like, dude, you pulled out a bunch of Paul Stanley stuff with the oh yeah, with the, the mic mic in the yep. crowd. Yep. And he was saying something. All right. You know, yep. dude, he fucking had the crowd in the palm of his hand. The band themselves. Oh my wow. Jumping energy. PJ rocking out. The guitarist running back and forth. The drum. Dude, they fucking made you feel like this is they prepped for this. This is a New Year's Eve party. 
Yeah. That's how I can explain to you. That's the kind of energy they had. Chris has a fucking smile on his face. Like, dude, you like he's doing this and getting paid millions or getting doing it for free. You yeah. can tell he loves doing this. Yeah. It, it, it was it was awesome. And it, it was really cool, too, because they closed the show with Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap, ACDC. Oh. And it's just a fun fucking way to end the show. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. The set list was pretty cool. They yeah. did about 15, 16 songs. Obviously, Judas was the highlight. Yep. They did some other great tunes in the middle there. Um, and we loved it. We had a blast. We all yeah. picked up some Fozzie gear and uh, texted with Chris. Hey, where are we going? And then uh, he gave us the address, and uh, we went outside, and we found the place. Me, you, and Murph. Murph stayed only for a little bit. Yep. Um, and then we, uh, and then we ran into some characters while waiting in front of the flop house for Chris and PJ. Oh my god! So we're waiting there, and I'm like, so I open the door. I'm like, I don't see or hear anybody in there because you go in. It's it's like a beach condo with like multiple units. I open the door. I'm like, I'm not going in there. I don't see anything yet. And then, so then this car pulls up in front of us. And the two guys in there, and I think one of them, at least, I don't know if both of them were smoking a bone. I'm like, all right, whatever. At the fucking, we're at the beach. It's Saturday night. By now, it's like 1130, almost midnight, because Jericho didn't get on until 10 because of the three opening bands. Yeah. So the guy comes out, and he's he's, he's, he's smoking. And he's like, oh, you guys want some? And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Who's you guys cops? They looks at me. <laughs> he, they looks they looks at me. You look like a cop. I'm like, I'm not a cop. I'm like, I just, I, I'm, I'm all set. I'm, I'm all set. Yeah, and so we're like, yeah, we're waiting, and all of a sudden, we're like, dude, when, how are they going to get here? Are they going to walk over here? Well, they're probably, maybe, I don't know, a fucking fancy car they'll pull up, and all of a sudden, they pull up right in front of the place. It's Chris and PJ and a fucking Hugo, beep, 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 <laughs> and they pull up, like, oh, shit, there they are, and yeah, uh, it, it, that was it. Yeah, I'm like, hey, what's up, guys, and uh, Chris can't remember if he met us in person before. Yeah, it was We've a long done time ago. Zoom, like, I don't know how many times with him. Yeah. Uh, he got to meet Murph, but Murph yep. had to take off. Yep. And then we went into the, the drug house downstairs um, and uh, began to uh, record. Yeah. The location was actually beautiful. It was, oh, it, looked yeah. like it, was it looked like oh, it was yeah. brand new. I mean, a, a beautiful bathroom, a nice little a, a kitchen, a little sitting area, um, kitchen bar. We, we, we'll, we'll post some pictures. Uh, you know, now now that everybody knows what the episode is all about, we did post that picture, of the four of us after the recording and that picture that we posted on our social media, that picture was taken at two o'clock in the fucking morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Chris, Chris had a Zoom recorder. Uh, I know we keep saying Zoom at two different things. There's Zoom, the software that we're using right now, and then a Zoom portable recording digital device. Yeah, we had that uh, with the mics plugged in. And uh, we just sat around the bar stools at the uh, at the kitchen and we just got into it and it was just. It was. I'll save some of my comments for for after you guys hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good idea. So we literally plugged in, and uh, we went. Here is the episode. So it's uh, we're here with Chris Jericho and PJ from Fozzie, and it's post show at Wally's, and we're all here in their uh, little dressing room slash flop house, I call it, but it's not a flop house because it's pretty <laughs> awesome. Does it is, is, is it match up to your lofty? It uh, really standards? does. It's very luxurious. And we're here for our annual Shout It Out Loudcast Bracket Madness recap because Chris has to be part of this. And this year, we're lucky to have PJ join us. Guys, what's going on? Is this hey. the third one we've done or the second this one? This is the fourth. Whoa. Wow. You're this is way the off. fourth. I haven't known you guys for four years, have I? Yeah. The fir- the f- yeah. Be- we- 
the first year we did we did Makeup Madness. Seventeen, we met you in October. Yeah. The second show for AEW. Yep. In Boston. In Boston. Yep. And it's funny because when I saw you guys today, I was thinking this is the first time we ever met face to face. But we did meet in Boston briefly. That's which right. Seems like a thousand seconds. years ago. That's right. Because uh, we were going to do a podcast that night, but it happened, it happened to be Tony Khan's birthday. Yes. Oh, that's so I, right. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, do. that's right. Boss. Yep. Had to go to my boss's. We birthday got blown off for the well. boss's birthday. But we've done so many. Um, so many uh, Zoom calls and StreamYards yeah. and Skypes, which you guys <laughs> fucking want. <laughs> Only guys with Skype. We don't Skype anymore. We so upgraded guys. to Zoom. I'm excited. We're actually doing it on my Zoom recorder that I'm manning the board. So I'm very excited. We finally helped you step into the 90s. Yeah. So if this episode sounds like shit, blame Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> it won't. It's much easier to, to, to do. And if I don't like what you're saying, I'll just turn you down. You won't hear anything. So Perfect. Fucking nice to me. Perfect. Fix it in the mix. Perfect. <laughs> well, PJ's a first time guest on the show. Yes. So we got, so we have to do our annual uh, new guest Murph questions here. So yes. fire so them off. I'm trying to remember them. And if I, I go I, out of I order, I got the so me- the I got first the one we ask is, who's your favorite KISS member? And it could be growing up, it could be now, whatever you want. You know what? I'll, t- I'll keep it real and go to when I was a kid. Okay. And I was a drummer and Peter Chris. <laughs> I love him already. He was, that was it. I mean, I love you know, Peter. and then obviously I ran the gamut. I, I went through all of them. I mean... Um, Gene, as a kid, scared the shit out of me, but I loved it. I couldn't look away, you know, and Ace, there was something very mystical about him. And you know, obviously the star child is a star child. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have to go with, I'll just to narrow it down. Peter Chris, first and foremost. There you love, go. It, love it. Now, did you get on the elevator? Peter Chris on the drums. <laughs> <laughs> did you get on the elevator with, uh, as Chris talks about, he got on it in the eighties with animalized and seeing the video for um, Heaven's on, Heaven's fire. on fire. Yeah, no, I got on. I got on like right around uh, Kiss Alive two. Nice. Um, you must have been yeah. two. I was young. I went from the Bay City Rollers to Kiss. Nice. So it was yeah. I mean, really, it's Kiss Alive two was my first real memory of going. This is my record, and holy shit! And to this day. Those four individual pictures on Kiss Alive Two, the best. Nothing has ever touched it. Yeah, yeah. never. Nothing in the the center or on the cover. That's yeah. awesome. Those K-fold. are the best yeah. pictures ever. Barry Levine. I have an autographed lithograph Ooh. from him. Awesome. And wow. um, but those cover pictures, that picture of Gene Simmons, that is the greatest picture, maybe if anyone. Of all time. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And I have two children. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, did you ever fall out of Kiss? Like growing up? Like, I mean, I know, I don't know about Tom, but like me, I always say I, I grew out of Kiss when I was like seven. I like, did. I'm like too mature for yeah. that. Right. I did. You know what happened? I, it was like unmasked era and I saw, I left. Once um, around Asylum. It was kind of hard to watch Gene get through that period. So I kind of backed away, but by default, because I was also starting to, although I was really young, I was still getting my musical career started. Yeah. Mm. I started playing out when I was 12 years old. So I was playing and focusing on my career at that point. So I drifted away and I was like, oh, Kiss is going through something here. And Gene, ah, I got to look away for a little bit. I'm going to. It's like Goodfellas. Now I got to turn my back on you. <laughs> Although there were songs that I really liked, you know, and I appreciate it. And I listened, I bought and listened to the records. Um, it wasn't my number one. You gotcha. know, I got into 
other things. And I was busy. I was like motivated, tunnel vision. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and that was a good thing about quarantine. When, you know, Chris called me about quarantine. Oh, I got to go back into the rabbit hole and rediscover awesome. so much stuff that I forgot about. And really uh, some stuff I didn't even really remember. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. Mm. Well, then who did you tour with when you were 18? That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> Yep. Did 19. You, yeah. and, and what was that like? Um, that was that was the dream come true. That was uh, I tell this story. We, me and Steve were in L.A. about to mix Trickster's second record. We got our call, the call from our booking aid, our manager, I think. And uh, I knew we were up for the Kiss Revenge tour, and we didn't know. You know, we just flew in, got hotel check, you know, check in did a conference call and we found out we got the tour awesome. and then not only did we get the tour but the routing was we got the Meadowlands in New Jersey I'm like hey, we were just bouncing around the hotel room going crazy Meadowlands going, is your home arena yeah it's my home yeah. it's our home arena we're like that's it we're playing the Meadowlands with Kiss awesome. let alone Nassau Coliseum Philadelphia Spectrum mm -hmm. and the rest of the country yeah you know what I mean and by this point we had done arenas for a year and a half already so we were I'm not going to say desensitized by any chance. No, no. I but I mean, you know, to uh, kind of get the call back up to the big leagues again and with Kiss. Yeah, it was childhood amazing. heroes. And then, you know, you walk into the arena on the first day and you see the Kiss road cases. You're like, Jesus Christ. Awesome. How was it meeting your heroes? You well, know I had met them before. I had met yeah. them before. But like, were, was it like uh, something that you're like, oh, shit, this guy's a fucking asshole. <laughs> My God, <laughs> I wish I didn't meet him. Um, no, no, no. That, I mean, they were all very good experiences. Yeah, um, I have more experiences with some of the members and less experiences with another member. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's good. Okay. That's good. So let's move to the next one, and that is your favorite Kiss song. It could be today, it could be growing up, whatever you want to say. Um, I always go to Love Gun. All right. Um. But I mean, I could probably. Is there a reason? I just love it. I, I mean, Paul I don't know. It. Paul loves it. Yeah, Paul will tell Paul you. Paul loves about it. it. And you know <laughs> what? Not for nothing. The baseline in Love Gun is so amazing. Really? And that's Paul, too. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so, yeah. I mean, it's the solo, it's just the chord changes. There's something else about Love Gun that's really cool when you're a kid is you can play it. It's easy to play those chords. Mm. You know what I mean? And I found that. Any song that you can that you can play, and I'll be playing it right, but it, you can go bow, now, 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 now. But it's a great walking line there, the, the bass part. You can connect with it because this is not some rush tune. Of how do you play no, this? Right, right. With right, the melody. Right. The melody. Yeah. I really love you, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you got. And then the change, it's just, it's a perfect song. Mm. It really is. Nice. Well, let's go to the next one. That's the album. Favorite album? Oh, sounds like you were mentioning it earlier, and it could be alive. Yeah, one. I mean, I mean, my obvious choice is alive too because it's got you know. That's the right answer. Uh, every, <laughs> every everything you could want and need. It's got, it's got. You know, it goes from the most rock and roll basic songs to Doctor Love and God of Thunder, mm -hmm. where it's the, and I always pick those two songs. Kiss goes from, you know, say a song like. You know, Love Gun or even Beth to the complete opposite and the darkest, most dramatic song, uh, God of Thunder. Mm -hmm. You know, 
Um, and that version of God of Thunder on Alive 2 is... It is. We just listened to it last week, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to say Alive 2 just yeah. it's got it all. I mean, yeah, I can go favorite. Destroyer or... but Yeah, I was going to say, how about Studio then? I'll, I'll make it easy for you. you know? Yeah, I mean, it's going to have to be probably either Destroyer. I mean... I do love revenge, but I mean, I, I don't hear stuff. love gun in there, Tom. That's okay. That's yeah, yeah. Right. No, and that's, I mean, that's all right. It's a tough call. It yeah. is. That's okay. I, we have that. It's a big destroyer love gun battle between me and him. It's a real struggle. Yeah. That was my next yeah. on the list. Destroy is better. Easy, okay. It's an easy pick for me. Yeah. Uh, concerts. So you've toured with them. How many concerts have you seen of theirs? How many times have I seen Kiss? Yeah. Not on the Revenge Tour? Yeah. Like as a spectator, um, like as, as a ticket buyer. Like growing up. I or... think I saw, I, I never got to see him in makeup growing up. Um, I was just too young. But Same here. I saw them, I think it was Crazy Nights Tour. Oh, cool. Uh, that was the first time, I think. Anthrax? Oh. No. Anthrax? No, Wasp. Wasp was oh, opening. Wasp? In 87, yeah. 88? Damn. Wow. wow, that's a toy. Yep. Wasp was even a thing in '88. I, th- I think it was Wasp. Yeah, I don't think Charlie knew any of those songs. Maybe, maybe Charlie, it was. Uh, that was the best. Anthrax opened up for Crazy Nights. I don't, I don't but know. But that I don't know. <laughs> him and Scott have no interest in. Non-maker. Yeah, it's like Asylum. And, We're like, yeah, but the album Asylum. I didn't I see him know. again yeah. until Hot in the Shade. Yeah, uh, with Slaughter and Little Caesar. Oh, yeah. That was my first tour. And yeah, that was yours. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and that was great. I mean, that was great because I love. Hot in the Shade record. I mean, it's a we, little too uh, long. There's a lot of fluff. And there's a couple oh, no, of pieces a lot in there. Of good songs in but there. I mean, there's a lot of good the next, stuff. The next quarantine tune is from Hot in the Shade. Uh-huh. Ooh, it's a mm-hmm. secret, though. Oh. You for, want, you, for a couple you more weeks. You don't want to break, break any news on our show here? Come on. For you assholes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, we'll move to the last one, and that's easy. And that is your favorite memory. And that could be something, hey, you toured with them. Or something as a child, you got... I don't know. Maybe somebody got you the pinball machine when you were a kid, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, is it, dear God, there's, I mean, if we're talking my whole life, Kiss has been in my life yeah. as long as I've been alive. So, But I do have to say maybe the biggest takeaway is the fact that Kiss was the reason I started playing music. I would put on concerts in my bedroom mm-hmm. pretending to be Kiss. And we've all imitated every member of Kiss. But... While on tour with Kiss, I learned from a secret source, uh, their wardrobe person told me, <laughs> that Paul Stanley would come in the dressing room and imitate me. Like, do this little whatever stage move that I had. And Ooh. he would go in and go, who am I? And do this move that I had. And really? she told me that. And I... There you go. I was... I was good for life. That's pretty. That's that's pretty. Like, well, that's pretty. I awesome. guess I had that coming to me. That's yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Nice. That's a great one. Go, Murph and the Magic. Zones. Sweet. Yes. All right. Yes. Let's, so let's get into the tournament. So every year we do a tournament okay. uh, for brackets. The first year we did it, it was all uh, makeup songs. Next, we did non makeup songs. Last year we did Kiss albums. This year we came up with an idea where the winning song would be the song that most fans want to play. That's not on the end of the road. Okay, so we took we removed every song that Kiss has played on the end of the road tour. It's like twenty five they played. Yeah, or something. took yeah. those out, and then we had uh, listeners of our podcast, Patreon members, all that kind of throw in songs and create a tournament. So 
Can I just interject? Yeah. This is one of the things why, uh, you know, all joking aside, but I love you, you guys' show because yeah. Kiss has more podcasts than any other band, more than the Beatles, more that like, there's no Iron Maiden podcast. There's one Metallica one. Yeah. But the reason why yours stands out is because you do unique and creative ideas like this one. Yeah. It's a great this is idea. impressive. Thanks. It's very impressive. So Thanks. congratulations well, you guys. You. For I'm, coming I'm, in I'm intimidated. And actually, and that's why I like doing the show because it's not just, the, it's a very smart Kiss show. Thank you. For a couple wow. Boston idiots, right? Wow. Completely, I like man. I like seeing you guys in person, it makes me realize just how fucking weird you are. Oh, beautiful. Like Actually, he, he can't <laughs> say a couple without he just can't backing it up. Yeah. Now the tuxedo's right. just the is, I'm, fucked I'm, up. I'm not, I'm not on the other side of a, of a video screen now, That's so right. I'm, a bit, I'm a little bit timid. Oh, I don't, I, oh, yeah. You guys are bigger than I remember, so I don't even jump on the table. It's funny. We just had an interview with Adam Mitchell, the songwriter. So we just had him on last week. What did Adam do? I'll Fight Hell to Hold You? Right, yeah, crazy, right. that was crazy one of them. Night. Uh, crazy nights too. When your night. walls come down, creatures of the night. Wow, um, stuff off killers. Um, um, little Caesar off of uh, Little Hunter Caesar. With Eric he wrote Carr. all of Rockology for, with Eric Carr and Bruce. Yep. Um, a couple other tracks off Creatures and uh, Keep Me Coming, Danger. And yep. uh, I, I'm a legend tonight in Partners in Crime. Nine oh, songs. Yeah. Wow. And he wrote with Gene on other tracks. They made it on like Black and Blue and other stuff. Right, right. Tons of great stories. Great guy. Anyways. He made it a big point to tell us about the the this. Oh yeah, he was he so loved fast. The tournament. Like, really, it's, it's yeah, a great yeah, idea. Yeah. He was like Thank going you. on and on about yeah. it. He's like, "That's really smart. I, that's an awesome idea." Yeah. Like, so we get so the four. So the four number one seeds this year were "Come On and Love Me," "I Stole Your Love," "Unholy," and "King of the Nighttime World." So those were the four from our listeners and uh, the people that you know are Kiss fans these were the four songs in each bracket that they thought were the four best songs that Kiss should add to the end of the road set list okay so we rank them as the f- number one so we do, so we do so we so you, you see we get the brackets and we na- and again another thing that we always do that's creative is we try to name the brackets like in that's the tur- a great idea. so this, so this year the brackets were named after like iconic Venues and if people don't know what Maracana Stadium, that's the one where they played on that. That ex- played in front of eight hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played that, in front of ten million Brazilian people. Kiss yeah. exposed video when you first that's see that the show. Oh, that's with Vinnie Vincent. Yeah, yeah. that was Gene insane. When, like I love it loud in front of like a yeah, billion that, people. Yeah. The video for that one. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So we got "Come on, Love Me," "King of the Nighttime World," "Unholy," "I Story Love." Obviously, those all those all advanced. But then you, if you look at each bracket, okay. These are all the songs that people wanted to hear. I mean, some of them are just fan favorites, selfish favorites, you know. So if you look at Cobo Hall, we had Come On and Love Me versus I Still Love You. All right. We're not, and a lot of people are like, I can't vote for I Still Love You because Paul can never sing that right now. I'm like, of course not, but let's pretend. In our, in our world, th- they're at the peak of their powers on every one of these songs. Exactly. Yeah, and that's so what we're trying to get. Let's get into the right. specifics of yeah, whether Paul's in perfect form. Exactly. exactly. In perfect exactly. form. So, look, so Cobo Hall, those are all the songs. So, Real quick, just looking at him. So you got "Come On and Love Me," "I Still Love You," "Take It Off," "Fits Like a Glove," "Got to Choose," "Secretly Cruel," "All Hell's Breaking Loose," "Wouldn't You Like to Know Me," "Ladies Room," "Oath," "Christine 16," "Uh All Night," "Let's Put the X in Sex," "All American Man Forever." Flaming Youth. I'm sorry, in Flaming Youth. Now I have a. I just so have a question. Do we analyze. What do we analyze each? Yeah, just take, here? Just, just take. What, what do you? What we know? What you? We know what you picked. We know what you right. wanted. But do uh, well. So are any of these? These are all the. This is the final bracket. This is who won and who advanced throughout the tournament. We'll, so you're starting at. off the top left. Yeah, I got Cobo you. Hall. Yeah. So so if you're talking about "Come On and Love Me" versus "I Still Love You," I mean, uh, "Come On and Love Me" is just a great tune. I don't know if I've 
ever seen Kiss play that live. Uh, have they, they even played they it live recently? Yeah. Recently, no. no, no but I don't think I, they, maybe they, on the cruise did they do it? I don't know. Maybe they, they may have thrown it on the cruise, but that song hasn't been part of the set list. Probably yeah. since no, no, no. I, I they might have done it on the cruise. Come on and love me. The, the nod over. I still love you, yeah. even though they're both very cool. Yeah. Just yeah. because I don't think I've ever seen Come on and love me, and I would really love it if they pulled out some kind of obscure gem. I get Paul's. Um, uh, theory and, and analogy that you know what song are we going to pull that's a huge hit for a more obscure one but you could yeah. do one or two like they're doing say yeah and I appreciate that they want to do something from the modern era yeah. but they could pull out a come on and love me it's pretty easy to do Paul could sing it there's, I don't yeah there's, there's not a lot of high pitched quote unquote yeah. there's not, it's not stuff that's struggling there but then you keep going and then we try to make the bracket so it's like a mix of makeup and non-makeup and stuff so mm-hmm. well the non-makeup got totally fucked on this because it, the, 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 it, it yeah. got destroyed I, I and, it, got, and, and we well, knew yeah. it was going to get destroyed that shouldn't have got destroyed I agree no no I agree with you but the fans you know well your fans are wrong there's a couple that <laughs> yeah, we, definitely didn't make it ever on a set list here yeah, no no they're, um, and that's, and that's, they're what we call kiss tards <laughs> and, <laughs> and kiss tards <laughs> bitch well, you, uh, I'll stick with this, Chris. You've said this for years, and that's wrestling, Kiss fans, and Star Wars Star fans. Wars, yeah. Those trifecta are people the, the most miserable fucks. <laughs> All Kiss tards do is bitch about the set list, right? Everything. Yeah. And then they get down to it, and what are the last songs that remain? The same ones that they kind of play. That's right. And yeah. Strutter and shit. Like, we haven't heard Strutter live. Well, the thing is, though, last year during the pay-per-view in Dubai, yeah. they oh, had don't to get kill, that started. They had to kill time before New Year's because the set ended too early. They, and they, they had played Strutter. Strutter. Yeah. It was great. Of course, yeah. Like, oh, why would they play Strutter? Why would they pull something? They fucking played something bonus. Meanwhile, stop complaining. Meanwhile, during this tournament, people are like Strutter should win. I'm like, you stupid fuck. Why? So like, Strutter. Like, I mean, no, I, I, no, I, I, I love Strutter. I love Strutter. But they played Strutter, so it's, it's to swallow. So from we, ha- we, 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 we made a point it's, it's to say fu- that. It's, funny, ahead, it's funny you brought that up because we did not include the Dubai concert because it wasn't a tour for our audience to attend. Oh, wow. You want to talk about you know, you, you know, you know, you guys have your own rules again now. Once again, Zeus is trying to bend the rules. You said, you don't know. Songs that are performed so on the fucking tour. You're not going to win. Fine print and stuff. I love the, yes. I love so, the rules. So I, I signed up for this thing. We said, to, we said that Strutter doesn't count because it's that one-off. It's not part it of a tour. It's a one-off. It's but on it's the not tour. part of the tour. That's not that part of the tour. tour. That, part of, that was not part Why of the end of the road tour. tour. Any was, show they play in this time it was, frame is It was a New Year's Eve show. I got to agree with the guys here. It's a one-off. The one off. It's a special show. It's New Year's Eve. They're fucking. They probably had Strutter as an audible. Maybe if they have to do it because they don't know about the time and New Year's and the fucking. Well, that, I, hope, I hope you enjoy your uh, your time as the bass player for the Tom and Zeus band. <laughs> I'll see you around, kid. That's why Chris is sitting on hey, that side. Exactly. Take your fucking <laughs> take your dollar and fucking beat it. Beat it. Yeah, take your dollar and beat it. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Water beat Thunder it, guys. So that's what we thought so, of. So we kept all the other songs in that they haven't played. But I looked at this and the biggest thing that pissed me off on this bracket Cobo Hall let's put the X and sex didn't even make it out of the first round it, I mean that is such a great tune it's super underrated love it's it a, we were actually at Toad's place a couple days ago we never played there before <laughs> and I had a DVD that I bought in Tokyo of a bootleg of, of Paul's 1989 show oh yeah and the, which we've all seen the, the only time I've probably ever seen let's put the X and sex live yeah. they did a great job it was a great yeah. tune yeah. I think I think Warren opened that show they had a oh, Paul had an open so. for that. Really? Yeah, I think so. Wow. It's so great though. His, his New York accent is just ridiculous. Oh yeah. On the oh, swing. Oh, we yeah. got some water. What is this Toad's place? Oh, gives him the keyboard player. <laughs> keyboard player, a real Brooklyn accent. Well, not only did an All American Man beat Let's Put the X oh. in Sex, <laughs> terrible. Then, then it then it knocks out forever. Also terrible. You yeah. guys, you fans yeah. are dumb idiots. Right. I mean, and then, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm surprised that Flaming Youth didn't beat forever. Yeah. Me, uh, me too. Uh, me too. Kiss tards. Yeah. That's exactly. all you got to say. Uh, 
all night, loses to Christine 16. Wow. Terrible. Yeah. Yep. I think the last two that I had in mind were I Still Your Lover. I think I put Fits Like a Glove in there. And Fits Like a Glove didn't even because that, to take that, it that's off. That's the one song that lasted the longest in their set list they, over the years. That, and I saw them play it on Hot it, in the Shade. Yeah, it's, they put, it's Gene's. Well, they played Hot in the Shade. They played it on Animalized. They played it on Asylum Tour. Um, Gene can pull that off. It's yeah. Gene's best tune from that era. Yeah. Why not? Gene fucking, can pull you know, it off. I, I would love to see them play that. <laughs> but again, and once again, Paul doesn't have to do anything. That, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I'm on an island here, but I don't know how gut to choose advanced as far as I, I'm not. A, I think that song is kind of a dud, and I get beaten when I say that. To I, 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 I disagree. I like that okay. song. Okay, okay. No, I, I, I love the unplugged. All hell's breaking loose should have went further. All hell's breaking loose is I better love, than gut. Where to are choose. we? I'm already fucking we're lost. Still, we're still. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. See, <laughs> secretly cruel. You want my guy? I, mean, I love secretly cruel, yeah. but it, I love it too. But I, I can see that's that a great yeah. tune. Yeah, I, I got to choose. Yeah, I made it all the way to the to the semi. What do you call it? The quarterfinals. And it got pummeled by come on, come on and love me. <laughs> come on and love me. Steamrolled <laughs> to the finals, it's like seventy something percent, right? And then, and then we'll get to it. But then, come on and love me, and I stole your love. We're in the championship, and I thought it was going to be a battle. I stole your love. Steamrolled. Come on and love me. I can see. Yeah, that. I can they see that too. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. That's another like love gun. It's it's it's. They love come on and love me is great, awesome. but you know what? That riff. Boom, bam, 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 and they opened. Bam, they opened I mean, the Hot in the Shade tour with that. Did. I mean, that, unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. You know, it's it, it's hard to be kissed though. It's like going to see the Stones. Yeah, they play eighteen songs or whatever it is. Yeah, where do you even begin? I agree. Yeah, I agree. Begin? You know, we're, McCartney, like McCartney plays almost forty songs. There's still you can write another set yeah. of songs that Paul didn't yeah. play that are just just as good as the set that he plays. So. How do you decide? You know? I think the big thing that people bitch about the, is 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 not what's not in the set list. It's what they have in the set list instead. And one of the things we always bitch about, we talk about, it, was like, say yeah. Like, okay. But let me tell you the and, reason why say yeah is in there. And being in a band, there's a whole era of Kiss that includes Tommy and, and, and yeah. Eric. It's, there's two albums. You're right. Yep. To me, I understand why they play it. Yeah. Because if they don't, they're basically saying our last two albums were shit. Mm-hmm. And it's the same reason why Steve Harris insists on playing the Blaze Bailey songs with Maiden to this day. Yeah. Because it's an era of the band that he enjoyed. Yeah. So he wants to include it. I bet you Paul, switch it up uh, then. Uh, Modern Day Delilah I, I or Hell or Hallelujah, right? Yeah. Those yeah. two are good songs. But it's, it's six one half dozen of another, Zeus. Yeah. Like if you're going to do one of them, choose one and changing it around doesn't, doesn't get Come on and Love Me in the set. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree. No, you right. you got to right. sprinkle it in. I mean, personally, I could, I would live without it if it wasn't a set, but I understand and respect and yeah. don't mind it in there. Yeah. As a you know, to me it's it's the same like, but you have to understand too. Kiss is all about production. That whole show is based around those oh, screens. Totally. So they can't be switching songs in and out. I get that, right, but it's like, right. you know, I understand War Machine. I understand. I love it loud. I mean, they're huge hits, but fuck, we don't have to hear them again. I'm, I'm you with could you. Take, if you took out War Machine and put in Fits Like a Glove, I know. I know that he does the gimmick with the War Machine. With I think he just blows the fire there now and yeah. stuff. But still, it's like, fuck, we've heard it so many times. And it's a good song, but there's much better songs that but you can then, put in the yeah. set. Pick two songs that you can change where you talk, talk to your lighting guys and things like that, that it's not going to be a big deal. So you, I know War Machine has that background with those warriors come yeah, out. It's great. I, I love it. And, 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 and they've got a siren. Yeah. Since the Creatures Tour. I, I agree with you. But the rest, then yeah. find the two songs that you can switch out. 
that's so not a big deal. Out. And prepare but for the, and prepare for it to prepare to have yeah. set A, set B, yeah, or and mix and match and have a little flexibility with production. Yeah. Pre- you, you do they that. do a hell of a lot of so pre-production. Does, they play their twelve yeah. songs that that's they have right. to play, and they switch six up and be night. able to call set. audibles with production. Yeah. I mean, and then I, it sounds easy on paper, I know, but it's possible. It, yeah. And but Kiss did did do that the second time around. We saw them when, on the end of the road tour. It was up in Manchester, New Hampshire. They threw in Parasite. Right. It was like a. Yeah, fr- that, it was like the yeah. first, and it was like a freaking world-breaking event. Like, holy <laughs> shit, they changed the set list. We're yeah. such, you know, kiss nerds, right? That it means something to you. It, it's it's yeah. like when they were playing Crazy Nights, which I love, and they took it up with "Do You Love Me," and I'm like, it's not, it's not as good of a song. It might not be as well known, yeah, but Crazy Nights is much better. Don't to me, okay. to me. Okay, I was like, "Do you love me?" To me, is like War Machine. It's a great tune, but fuck, I do love. You, Chris do you have, do you have, yeah, yeah. And once again, it's the era of Kiss, that '80s Kiss. They're not. They don't play a lot of tunes from that era. Yeah. They put in Tears of Falling now, which is great. But I mean, that's they do Heaven's on Fire. They do Look It Up. Look they it do up, yeah. Tears of Falling. Tears are Falling, and that's it. They do nothing from. They did. They did. They had Hide Your Heart at the very, at the very heart, beginning yeah, of the tour. Yeah, but why not do fucking Unholy? I mean, that's a great song that people would enjoy. Yeah. Maybe you could breathe the fire at the end of Unholy instead of War Machine. Yep. You know they play nothing off Revenge at nothing. all, and that's a big record, which is stunning. It's, you know, it went gold. Said, take it off on the on the on the, on the cruise they did. They pulled it on, on the cruise they, they played Take in. It Off. Yeah, they Take It Off. Yeah, which is a coincidence because so did Bruce's band. That's right. Yeah, that's they right. could have done that, or I just wanna. Oh, that too. That great too. fucking last song. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next. Speaker let's go to the experience. Next yeah. Let's exactly. Go, let's go to the. Yeah. Bottom. Well, let's, let's one, one last go, thought oh, yeah, though, because I'm going to forget it because yeah, yeah. Adam was talking about it last week. How big? Because he's the songwriter on that. Crazy nights is in Europe, and that's why right. they switched it when they go. He goes. That's a huge. Hit. Oh, yeah. He was talking about yeah, this yeah. where he goes there because he's UK. a Scottish songwriter, and he's like, anywhere I go in Europe, other countries, it's Crazy Nights is like a top song of Kiss. Yeah. yeah. You're right, and, and, and you're right. That was a, that was a huge song for them in Europe. So, yep. <clears throat> and like I said, I, I have no problem with that being in the set other than "Do You Love Me." And what That's was Paul's story about? Um, was it Jimmy Page? He goes, I was talking to Jimmy Page, and Jimmy Page goes, "Oh, are you going to play that song, Crazy Nights?" Maybe I have the guy. Maybe it's not Jimmy Page, <laughs> but it's somebody of that stature. Yeah. It probably could be because Jimmy just and Paul are friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jimmy's like as Led Zeppelin ain't writing anything like Crazy Nights. <laughs> I love that song. Or maybe it was Brian May. Somebody to yeah, that, yeah. to that, you know, degree. Yeah. yeah. So the bottom left. So you get the Budokan bracket there. So you get King of the Nighttime World. Uh, that's the number one seed. Number two seed down at the bottom. You get Firehouse. Really, no surprises in this bracket. I here. don't like Firehouse. Love it. I don't like it. Really? King of the Nighttime World breezed right through as which it probably should. King of the Nighttime World. Speedle. I have a soft spot for Firehouse just because it, that's the I, old school. That's the Kiss. Too, I know that's the Kiss concert. I feel like that I saw on HBO, concert, ABC. That that's that, that's my oh, shit. Um, all right. I feel like I've started to as I got older. You Mike would think Douglas show I think I like all Firehouse that more now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Which Here, is, here's, go ahead. Here's the show how, how dumb fans I are. love this. This is why we're on every year. Kiss stars. Turn on the night loses to nowhere to run. That's fucking awful. Okay, hold on. Oh, no, 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 that's hold, pissed hold, that they're going up against hold, each other. Hold, hold, hold great hold on. But Turn on the night could have won this bracket. It's an amazing. They should have. I love Turn that on song. the night, as I say a lot of times in, in our band, 
Children of the Night should have been a huge hit. Oh, somebody, somebody fucked, fucked up. up. I, I agree. Oh, no, it's, you're right. Yeah, no, Dude, yeah. that, that could have been like a... That should have been uh, an 80s prayer. Absolutely. I'll agree with you there. You know what I mean? Totally. Yep. And so your guys, Nord Run, I couldn't even fucking hum that song. Oh, that it's, song's awesome. It's, like, See, it, it's not that. awesome. It These people awesome. are just trying to prove <laughs> a point. It's, a one of their, it's one of their best fucking songs. If you're a dummy. And it got stuck... They got stuck on killers. You're yeah, I got stuck on killers. It's the B side. It's like no, saying that no, fucking no. larger than life is one brilliant. of the songs. I love Absolutely. it. I like larger than life. Well, of course you do. Larger than life. Kiss hard. <laughs> I kissed hard. Now we've got it in his lexicon. Kiss hard. Kiss hard show. All right. So what does that make <laughs> I know, you? I'm the voice of reason on this motherfucker. All right. I'll tell you one of the things that pissed me off is uh, one of the, the worst matchup for me. Two of my all time favorite Gene songs: Charisma, Gut Love for Sale, Coin Flip. But whatever was going to win that would get crushed. Uh, where the world. Gut Love for Sale, Gut Love for Sale, right there. Yeah. Charisma and Chris, One in yeah. a Million is badass too. I would have yep. went with Gut Love for Sale too. Yeah, just yeah, be, it's tough. Yeah. It's that tough. is the big surprise for me. That which uh, one? That a million to one beat Lover All I Can. That that. Yes. All not, no, no, it's a better yeah. song. It's a better song. But I'm song, saying but that the Kiss Tards allowed it to no, beat that I, song. No, I, I can totally 100% see that because I never really, although I knew that song and love that song, but that song resonates with people. Everyone loves that. I agree. That and fucking I, I, song. I think had, uh, I mean, Look It Up was obviously a huge success for Kiss in yeah. 83. Mm-hmm. I think if they would have done a second single. Uh, of million to one, other than all hell's breaking loose. Yeah, that's a sniper. That even bigger. Yeah. All hell's breaking loose is a great song, yeah. but it's more of a novelty. Yo, one yeah. in a million is a classic Paul Stanley love song with a killer chorus. Yep. I think that should have been the second single, yeah. which I think would have taken the record even higher. But it worked either way. So, what, by the way, that I, was a, that was a Freudian slip. He said one in a million because I'm sitting here. Ah, it's a million to one. That's right, trickster. That's right. <laughs> the right. best part is that Steve Brown right. Right. He covered it. He covered a million to yeah. one. So yeah. it's a one in a million. It's a fine line between trickster and Vinny Vincent. <laughs> but you're right I, that was a pleasant surprise to see a million to one go that far but that solo that, on that too because because you would because you would think that like oh. i mean that uh, number five see i mean granted we we created the seeds but um yeah but firehouse uh, i don't know king of the nighttime world i love it on a live too it has so much it. it has so much ballsy energy but I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick up for King of the Nighttime World. Yeah, they I like did it. it on the first reunion, and it, that was the song. They opened with that. Yeah, right. every time I saw them, I couldn't wait. That's I right. Was just That's fucking right. love that they played that. Yeah. That's one of my favorite yep. songs. Yeah. Absolutely, that. it fucking. I want to see that every time I see it. I covered that on one of Bob Kulick's uh, tribute. Albums. I know That's you right. did. That's yeah. right. And it's on my eBay search that I'm always looking for a brand new copy of that. Spin the bottle. Yep. Yeah. With the chick, yeah. the hot yeah. chick on the cover. Yeah. I can't find it, it or was, it's like 150 bucks for it a was, fucking It was CD. me and Rich Ward and Fred Corey and Mike Inez. Funny the- story. Wow. Nice. Me and it, and me it, it rocks. It, you do an awesome job you, on it. I, and I'm being serious. Thank you, man. Was, so, no, I love it. Just last night, me and Chris were having a little front lounge party. And on the bus. We listened to that last night. Do you remember that? No. And I, because I hadn't heard it. What'd you think, people? Oh, it was no, no, no it, it was amazing. <laughs> That's yeah. it was great. Job. No, it was great. Oh, the, yeah. the best story about that is that we were at uh, Bob Kulick's studio. God bless him. Yeah, Bruce was there, and Rich was tracking his guitar, and Zach Wild showed up because Zach's a big <laughs> fan of Rich. Wow. And nice. he actually gave Rich a prototype Zach Wild camouflage 
Les Paul target, like oh, a yeah, like yeah, the yeah, yeah. Thing. It was there was a prototype. He gave it to Rich. Shit. Wow. And the best part, this is when Zach was drinking and fucking. <laughs> dude, we were listening to Black Label and listening to uh, Pride and Glory and listening to Fozzie and Stuck Mojo. And Zach was just cranking the speakers, and it was so fucking loud that it blew oh, Bob Felix speakers. Oh shit! No, Bob was like, Zach, I, I can't believe I'm right I, can't believe. And, and, and I remember Bruce was like, "Okay, I'm out." Okay, I'm out of here. I can't deal with this. Okay, I'm out. And Bob was just flipping. He was wearing this Hawaiian shirt. Bob always wore Hawaiian shirts, and he was just like flipping out that Zach blew the speakers. Oh, hey, wow. I'm sorry, brother Bob. What do you say, brother? And he was just <laughs> fucking loaded. It was so funny. I felt so bad for Bob, but it was pretty funny because he was selling it like, yeah. like a nerdy professor. Yeah. My speakers. My speakers. Oh, my speakers. Ah. You know what? Awesome. If Kiss would pay me, I could get new speakers. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Let's move up top to the Madison Square Garden. We yep. got I stole your love is the number one which cruised to the title yeah. no, spoiler alert uh, number two is Strutter so then take a look through those songs there. we got again these are some songs that you know have no shot obviously to, to advance but the fun of this whole thing is talking about it and arguing which is what we're doing right now uh-huh. well you Strutter know? should have been disqualified like I said and Reason, oh. to, <laughs> Reason to Live would have been a good uh, one to, to once again I'm surprised Domino didn't go a little further, further, but I guess Strutter was the one from that bracket. First there. of all, Domino and I love Revenge. Domino should not have beaten Tonight You Belong to Me off Paul's solo album. Yeah. No, I agree. No I, yeah, yeah, you're right. No so, way. Yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah, I agree with that. Magic but, Touch, Why Want You? That's a good bracket. They're both a, great songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm surprised. I want you lost and nothing to lose. That's pretty weird. That and was it's a, not. Yeah, it's not wow. Peter singing nothing yeah. to lose, which it would be because Eric said right, it's Eric, right, right. Good point. Yeah, yeah. and um, that's tough. God gave rock and roll. What you the fuck? That's brutal. Hell of High is a great. That's tune. a good song. As, as long as you don't think of the of Burn by Deep Purple. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, like, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the same. That's right. That's right. That's right. And Mr. Speed, the fact that it advanced that far is we always we we would love rooting for Mr. Speed. I love Mr. It's, Speed. Yeah, I find Mr. Speed is a little bit overrated. You know Everybody what it is? It's, about just, uh, I don't, it's, I don't, it's a great me. point. It's it's. It's come full circle. It's now overrated. Yeah, you know what it, it is? It used to be underrated. Mr. Speed, Mr. Speed, and I'm like, like Edge from WWE loves it's his favorite kiss song, Mr. Speed. I'm like, yeah. it's not that good. You just like it because they never play it live. It, it's Perfect. well, yeah. okay. Go ahead, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, I have a little soft spot because myself and Joe McGinnis and Charlie Benante and, oh, uh, you did and John Speed. Five, we did a an awesome, an awesome pretty cool online. rendition of it. About that. It's you one of my favorites. Teams? Yep. Yeah. No, but our group text thread is just Mr. Smith. And I'm like, okay, so who sing- how'd you get Paul to sing on that album? Because yeah, I'm right. like, how'd you get Paul? Because that's Paul singing, isn't it? I'm yeah. like, isn't it? Yeah. Like, that can't be somebody else. Yeah. That's what blew me away when Joe. I heard Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, that, that sounds it's just pretty like funny Paul. in quarantine. I'm the singer, and I'm the fourth best singer in the band. <laughs> <laughs> BJ and Joe and our drummer, Kent Slusher, plays with Luke Bryan, and he can yeah. sing better than everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm number four in the, the pecking order here. It's funny, but I... I I sing the praises of the demo from the box set because Bob is playing guitar on the demo. On the demo. Mr. Speed? On Mr. Speed, yeah. So much better because he adds a lot of guitar licks and throws it in. It's more raw. It's, it's, I it is, fucking love it. Isn't that the story of every Kiss song that Paul is like? <laughs> yeah. The demo was much better. It is. It's true. He says it all Demo-itis the time. Demo-itis is a real thing. The, have, the, have you listened to it from the box set? Do you remember it? God, I, there's if so I many more guitar fills in it. It's it's just a better it's, version. It's, uh, yeah, and it, I love both better. of those. Yeah. I mean, but I think the the demo. If you hear it, you'd be like, "Yeah, this is pretty cool." I think that um, um, you know Bob Kulik had a, a rough end of his life mm. uh, that begat a lot of jokes and a lot of kind of ill will. 
but I think he's very underrated as a guitar player. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, not only his stuff in Kiss with the Paul's solos record, it's all great. His stuff mm-hmm. with Meatloaf is great. And people forget that. When you hear Bob Kulik, you always know it's him. Yeah. And that's a pretty cool thing to say because yeah. there's a million guitar players, but I can always mm-hmm. pick out Bob Kulik as a player. Yeah, so. we have some pretty hot takes about Bob like I do. Yeah. Like I think that, I, my opinion, if he was in the band and he had different hair... Yeah. I think you wouldn't. Oh, you'd true. say Ace who? Yeah, yeah. If he had hair, yeah. If you because I think Bob is incredible. And Paul's the work on Paul's album, amazing. The work on the on the Killers and Alive Two. You know, all, all yeah, the stuff is just amazing. Solo tour, work. Yeah, it's, it's all like you said, the demos and everything. So it, mm. shout out to Bob Kulik in the afterlife. It's sad Cheers. because absolutely, uh, off, off, yeah. Off the record, we did have him. He was supposed to. Ha- we were supposed to have him on the last few weeks of his life. We were messaging. We, we messages and like me and him, were like, oh, well, we just did this about somebody else, so we can't have another interview. And he's like emailing us, like, hey, when are we gonna do this interview? He was just looking for a forum to talk. Yeah, he's yeah, like, when yeah. are we gonna do this interview? And we're like, I don't know. It's and we were thinking. Well, it was our also, mind was like, and it was he's all, fighting with Bruce and stuff. A, yeah. We're gonna get. I don't yeah, know right. if you want to do that. That's what it was. It was yeah. right. You know, it was right in the middle of the heat. That's that why I didn't have Bruce. him on because yeah. I knew that it would just cause problems. Yeah. So yeah, and it's and it's sad when we heard it. It was yeah. just it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. So going back to the to the the, the, the uh, battle here. Then you get Strutter and Nothing to Lose, which two two mm. debut album classics, which. I, I, Strutter is one of those songs where I probably never have to hear it again for the rest of my I life. Agree, but I yeah. but I do love it though. It I do cool love it. It's they Strutter. played it at Dubai because you didn't expect it. Yeah. That was cool. yeah. yeah. I'll say this to too, man. I want you is a fucking great song. To me, it's better than Strutter and Nothing to Lose. For me. This is my Agreed. Opinion. Agreed. I think it's a it's a different kind of song. It's a more ballsy a rocker Agreed. of a it's song. It's not better than Nothing to Lose when Peter was singing it. Yeah. No, no, not singing it. I know. I agree with right, you. Right, right, right. But not right. if you have changed the rules. Is that what you're doing again now? Peter Chris. No, open a can of worms then. Song. Guest star this night. Peter open Chris a can of worms. on the end of the road tour to sing Nothing to Lose. Yes. <laughs> Anything with Peter's vocals on it will be best. Yes. Oh, dude, agreed. I, you don't have to sell me on that. I okay. agree with you. All right. And then we get to the, the last bracket, the bottom right there, which has one of the most disgusting upsets in the history of tournaments. <laughs> which one? The number one seed is Unholy. The number two seed is Creatures of the Night. We'll We'll talk about all those different matchups because I think this is kind of a tricky bracket for, for me personally as a Kiss fan. I think there's a lot going on here. But unholy losing to creatures of the night agreed is agreed. unbelievable agreed, agreed, horseshit. Agreed. And that once again, here's the problem, okay? I don't, we're making jokes, but in the Kiss yeah. fans, there is... There Kiss is, tards. There, yeah. are peop, there are people that do not rate 80s Kiss. They won't give it a chance. They won't listen to it. We mentioned Charlie. Charlie doesn't know any 80s Kiss. Yeah. I don't care if you like 80s Kiss, non-makeup Kiss, early 90s Kiss or not. Unholy is possibly, and take your childhood and all your fucking memories out of it, as a song. The best Gene song. It possibly is the best Gene song. I agree. There's a couple of God of Thunder's great, too. Absolutely. Oh, I I agree. Unholy. And the fact they don't play it drives me crazy because that was a big record for them. That was the comeback of the comebacks, the video, the song, and Gene can sing it. Why... Don't you play on Gene? I, I know you're well, listening. Can I? Can why I, won't you play on Holy? <laughs> can I say one thing? Go ahead. Do you think it's an ego thing? Legal. Ego. 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 Ego, ego between Paul and Gene. Like 
Paul knows that there'll be a great a song. One of his songs will come out, and everyone who really wants this Gene to. song, they, Gene can uh, just say, they, "Guys, let's take War Machine off and put Unholy in there instead, and we can do the same fucking visuals." I'll still breathe the fire. But then why? Can, why can't I take a Paul song out and put a new Paul song? Out? Oh, that's because Paul can't do it. Yeah, well, you get it. I mean, well, I'm technically, technically, Paul I, can do anything at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nothing's is, off the table. But that's now. my point. Like I think there, there's always some. We talk about it all the time. Gene is the brand. Paul is the band, and all that stuff. Well, comes I like from, that. Yeah, all that stuff comes down to. I think whatever Gene says, this, this, that. If Paul just says no, so what, that's how so, it is. So, so let so let maybe that's what it is. I'm not changing the set list for one of yours listen, because you'll have to change it Paul, for me, Paul, and I'm Paul, not dealing Paul with it. Paul is all about Kiss fans and the fans, and he understands that. Like that, people are connected to that era of Kiss. Me, especially. Like, mm. fuck, he knows that there's a lot of me's out there because those albums sold records, right? I mean, Revenge went gold. They all went gold or platinum. So if Paul, I don't even want to say can't, chooses not to sing those songs from that era, mm-hmm. Gene can. So to me, it'd be like, 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 like if I'm having a bad night vocally, PJ, can you handle this chorus or whatever? Hey, Gene, you can, can you handle the revenge era? Yeah. Let's put on Holy in there. Let's see how it works. Let's see how it goes over. Yeah, At least on the cruise. They don't right, play so, it on the cruise. Yeah, they don't know. play Domino it, on the they cruise. They do show very little respect to they, it. Yeah. And, that, and it's one of the most respected it is. records and it's not, it's not of like their it's, non-makeup fucking career. Yeah, it's not like it's the uh, uh, the Oath uh, album, the Elder, Elder, where Paul doesn't like it. I get it. You don't yeah. have to play that stuff. You don't like it. A lot of people don't like it. Like it. A lot of people do <laughs> like it, too. Right. Right. But Revenge was a hit album, and more importantly, put them back on the map, which then enabled them to have the steam to do the reunion. That was a pivotal moment pivotal. for Kiss, because something worked with that record that it just... It worked. That's it was right. magic. They should pay started more attention. With that song, right? I never forget when that video came. Well, the video kiss. came out, freaking well, blew everybody's heads off. I was, just, I was off. disappointed oh. at first when Gene started singing because I love Paul. And yeah. I did not like the Gene songs at the time. Yeah. And then when I started listening to it, and then you saw yeah. Gene. It's like this is the greatest. The chorus. But their per- their personalities um, settled and evolved mm. in the same respect, and also they all just looked comfortable in their own skin. Gene totally. Gene, totally. everybody Gene was back <laughs> Their Their, their image matched the sound again. Yeah. And so, was, so for, for everything that we're saying about this song, then there's gotta be a re I mean, it was, it's not a deep cut. It was a huge song. Yeah. Okay. The only thing that I can think of, and it's related to something that we talked about recently. I don't know if you guys had a chance to listen to that off the soundboard, Virginia beach. Some of it. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it was, yeah. it was yeah. fucking, it was fucking brutal. Terrible. It was. Absolutely it was. We, we did. A, we did a review on it. It was. It was. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was disgusting. It's a questionable move. It was disgusting. And one of the worst performances on that, in my opinion, was unholy. It's oh. the chorus sounded terrible. Really, the backing vocals sounded terrible. And that was from two thousand and four. That's when, because we were talking about that. That's from two thousand and four. On that. Whatever, whoever mixed that, I don't think Eric Singer's voice is coming out in the back and vocal. But, but was album. was that the version of "I Stole Your Love" where it was so slow? Yeah, uh, uh, all that stuff that we listened. So to. I'm it just, just so, so the only thing I can think of is is Gene saying, "I, I, I, I can't do this." Making love, maybe that is Gene thinking, maybe I can't. I don't want to do this because I can't what? do it. I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm the negative no, one, go and I've got these conspiracy theories yeah, about the band. Paul says it in all his interview. He does not like to look back on errors of the band that were not successful. So 
He doesn't want to hear about the elder. He shits on it. He doesn't want to hear about Phantom uh, of the Park. He shits on it. He doesn't want to hear about Carnival Souls. He hates it. But revenge was. What does he have to do with revenge? Revenge. Revenge. What did it really do? That tour was a failure. I disagree with that. I would tell that to his face. He was on the tour. I know, but and Gene said the highly highly successful revenge tour, which it wasn't. Gene, what the record was financially was. Yeah, the record was a hit for the fans. Look, we were maybe they were in a fight that they couldn't win up against. In that 1992, yeah, exactly. but the right. record, the music was fucking fantastic. But Paul probably remembers grunge and all them taking over, and everything's changing. There's got to be the a tour reason. wasn't successful, maybe. and he looks back and he's not happy about those errors. He doesn't want to do any of those things that he feels that maybe, are not successful. Maybe it was a bad. Uh, well, I know that was a bad period of time for him personally. It could, yeah. Be. Hey, man, all that stuff could be triggers for him, like you said. Because yeah. obviously, and, and that's a great point, Zeus, is that there's something going on there because they yeah. can, he can Gene can sing it. It is a hit. It's it's just as big as Tears Are Falling, if not bigger. Yeah. And it was very important part of the band at that point in time. Yeah. So maybe there is yeah. something behind the scenes that he doesn't like. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's the fact. Well, they play look it up. I was gonna say maybe the Vinnie Vincent thing, but you know, or who knows? But, yeah. but there has to be something that we don't know. The reason why they don't play that. It's, just, and, it's a massive and, omission. And even if it's like there's no place for it in the set, the crews, they play stuff. Mm. And they didn't play. Nope. Uh, they played Take It Off. Yep. But they didn't play Unholy. Yeah. We are one. Off a of psycho yeah. cert, which is, I wanted <laughs> oh, to jump yes. off the ship. And, oh, yeah, you guys were there. That's right. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. It's oh, terrible. And they only played it one night, and the next night, like, eh, let's give yeah. it a yeah. so, so that being said, so we're talking about it not being in a set list. How the fuck do you explain Creatures of the Night beating Unholy? Is it just makeup beating non makeup? Yes. Yes, okay. that's exactly yep. right. But, exactly. but it's yeah. not even close to if, being. If we asked Charlie, song. for example, yeah. he would pick Creatures just because his makeup. And a lot of people don't rate Kiss. And also, Cre- Creatures is a fantastic show opener. And it is. And it is. I love it on a live three. They played it on a live three, yeah. and I love it. I love yeah. it. But it's yeah. not unholy. Yeah. They don't play it now, though, do they? No, 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 oh, no. That's right. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's it's a great tune. It's a great live tune, and they did play it for many years. That's probably the reason why. And it's makeup versus non makeup. Yeah, one of the closest matchups in the in the entire tournament that we had was kind of sh- pleasantly sh- I was happy because it's two of my all-time favorite songs from two completely different eras was when Sure Knows Something yeah. went up against Unholy <gasps> that was about 51-49% really? yeah. yeah. on those songs oh well Sure Knows Something I was surprised it actually be plastic Pla- any thoughts on those two songs? Uh, sure Knows Something is is, is is one of my favorite Kiss songs. Absolutely. Uh, I love I loved it when it came out. I love the acoustic version on Unplugged. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, I, think the, I think, once again, why there wasn't a second single from Dynasty. Well, there was. They, they made a video for it, right? Yes. Sure uh, it was like a but promotional they, they, video. They, I don't know yeah, if it was a real. They never released it as a single. No. They never promoted it. They never no. played it live. No. That, to me, is like, if, if you said, hey, they're going to play Sure Knows Something instead of I Story Love, I'd be like, Fucking, I'm in. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a great tune. Yeah. A little fun fact about that song and yeah. touching, going back to One in a Million by Trickster, side, side note, shoehorn, if we, <laughs> as we call it. Available on Spotify but now. When, when uh, that song was first, or One in a Million was first written, the chorus, Steve had the chorus says, One in a million, one in a million to me. And I, I when I heard that, I'm like, oh man, that's sure to know something. We, we get, I, I go, we, I, I said, we got to do that on the uppy. It's one in a million, one in a million to me. We got to put that on the uppy, yeah, like sure yeah, knows something. Yeah. <laughs> and nice. that's why that nice. is. Oh, that's awesome. That's no, awesome. So I love that, that song. That to me is a great, great tune from that record. Remember when you saw it on Extreme Close Up when you first got that and you saw these videos? Like, that's how we, oh, we were right. in college. Yeah, that, that's one of the yeah. greatest. We were in college. Yeah. We had a big screen TV. Yeah. 
and live with all our friends. And me and Tom were the kiss freaks. We put this on. We watched Extreme Close Up how many times? The, the VHS. <laughs> it was like yeah, dead. I was right there with you, dude. Yeah. I was right there with you. And we saw those we're gonna watch videos it tonight. and our minds were blown. That and Love Them, Leave Them. Love Them, Leave Them with Gene. We don't remember that when we were yeah. little. Oh, I, I yeah. had a oh, great story about showing us something for you. Uh, yeah. So Andy Beersack, who is the singer of Black Veil Brides, mm-hmm. yeah. he is a huge non-makeup kiss fan mm-hmm. and he's nice. he might be 30 now when I, when I was hanging with him he was 23 or 24 years wow. old and it was a weird connection but we became really close friends I haven't talked to him a bit not for any reason other than we just kind of yeah, haven't yeah. been around mm. but he loves I was like why do you love non-makeup kiss his dad was into it yeah. he grew up with it he's an aficionado like we are yeah. but he, he says and every time I see it I always text him he said, you know the... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the close-ups. Yeah, yeah. He goes, it scared me as a child. Yes. Hold on. The dead look in Peter Chris's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I a gene As demon. I grow up, I realize he's because he's totally fucking stoned. Oh, yeah. And every time when it's the four of them, he goes, the dead look in his eyes still creeps me out to this yeah, time. Yeah, I can, yeah. I, I can yeah. picture it in my brain. He's like, oh. Yeah, he's yeah, like, he's, he's totally gone. He's like, it's like a ghost. He's fucking yeah, yeah, tripping. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> fucked up in that video. And I'll tell you, getting back to Creatures of the Night, I'm sorry. I know people love it, but in, if, if, if I I had my way, I would have had it lose in the first round. To, I've had enough into the fire off animal. I, I don't agree with that. Okay, no, that's fine. No that's, way, fine. No way. that's fine. I, I, I do uh, agree. It would have lost to watching you. I would have had it lose to take me. I would have had it lose to watching you. I would have. I, I just. It's a good song, but all the songs that yeah. it potentially that it went uh, up yeah. against. I, but you're talking about in a in a live set now. Somebody who right, writes right, a set list. Right, I know. Right. I'm looking. That's it's the a beat. great that's live the, song. That's the beat. It's the tempo. It's the chorus. It's a. It's a fucking. It, it's an asset to the set, to the yeah. flow of the set. It's a good point. Yeah, it's yeah, a good point. I, and, you know, we always are, are huge animalized, uncensored. Oh, God. Yeah, yes, fans. absolutely. Uh, that's that's one of the highlights. Yeah. It's the third song in the yeah. set. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. when Paul goes down on his knees and he's like, you know, running oh, from yeah, dead. Yeah. And he's like looking at everybody, but looking at nobody. I yeah. do that quite often for our shows. I always look at somebody. Yeah. Where you think, oh, he's looking at me, but I'm not looking at anybody. You're yeah. just looking at this section of people sure. and everyone thinks you're looking at them. Yeah. Paul does that so great on that song. I just love that, you know. And it's funny. So we got the final four. I mean, look at it. You got Come On and Love Me, King of the Nighttime World, I Stole Your Love, Creatures of the Night. And somebody commented on it and said, you know, you have three songs from, you know, the classic, classic era of Kiss and then one from the end of the, the, end of the makeup era. Like, this is what fans want. Yeah, this and, is what fans and, and want. And once again, to me, when, when I filled mine out, yeah. um, it was a Paul song versus a Gene song. Yeah. Because that's the way it should be. Yeah. And I think f- fans should do that too. Like Gene is a fucking great songwriter, and it should come down to Gene versus Paul, which yeah. song you like better. And that's why, to me, I, you guys put I Stole Your Love in the same bracket as Unholy. But on the other side, that's why like, Fits Like a Glove is the best song from that era. Mm. And I just thought it would have been really cool if it was a Paul versus a Gene. Yeah. Although... Listen, unholy versus I stole your love. I I could go with either one to be honest. Yeah, with you. well, that's we we we, we create we created these brackets for that way, anticipating those types of matchups. We were hoping for I stole your love for, because when I stole old I stole your love went up against Creatures of the Night, it curb stomped it. I mean, I, I it won like what making yeah. eighty to twenty like percent well, like the voting Creatures had no shot. I probably would have voted for it. Yeah, yeah I no, would it, yeah. suffice to say, had you flip flopped. Fits like a glove with unholy and put unholy in the other bracket. It might have made it to the end. 
Well, maybe, 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 but it's maybe. hard. Like you said, maybe if it's, if it's non-makeup versus makeup, then it's either come on and love me or, or, or King of the Nighttime World against Unholy. It probably would have lost too. you know, the other thing too would be if I could, if we could restrict all these polls to fans like you guys who, who, <laughs> who like, who love this, stuff, who want to just like, Oh, I know that song. I don't know that song. I'm going to vote for that song. You know, you guys like, had uh, quite a few uh, voters. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the 700. Yeah. People. Some of the, some of the polls. Yeah. Some of the, yeah, songs I got, yeah, that's one of the reasons why we started quarantine. This is before Bruce started his thing. Obviously, Bruce has every right to do whatever the fuck he wants because yeah. you know he's one of the architects of that. Go era. figure, Bruce starting a Bruce Kulik era. <laughs> yeah. and but, but damn Bruce, us, Bruce played on Heart of Chrome by Quincy. Yeah. Yeah. But That's we right. started to the band because the four of us are ardent non makeup fans. Yeah. And those songs are so good that people don't know them. Yeah. They've never heard Heart of Chrome. Mm. They've never heard, you know, No, No, No. When I first played No, No, No for somebody, they said, is this a David Lee Roth, Eat Him and Smile yeah. era? Because they don't know the musician. And, and Love is a Deadly Weapon wow. is a hard fucking song oh to play God. and sing. Yeah. It's almost proggy at times. To yeah. boo, like when, when I told people that we were going to be doing No, 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 Kiss fans, diehard Kiss fans were like, oh, really? Why? Like, And then they heard it. They're like, Holy shit. I didn't shit, rate it either different. until we played it. I this thought, is so gone. cool. Mm. I mean... And, and then we ended up with the highest charting single off the Crazy Nights record. Yeah. When our, ours went to 25, and yep. Crazy Nights was 37, and but, Reason to Live was 35. That's why the diehards love quarantine. We have the plaque guys, to prove it. You, 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 you guys are picking the deepest of the deepest cuts, like yeah. songs that you're never going to hear anywhere. And they're all great songs, but we also pepper in a couple of the bigger hits. Yeah. And yeah. There's a couple that we played. on. Uh, we've done the grand total of three gigs now, or two gigs. <laughs> yeah. but, two gigs, yeah. Two, but, but as you play more, you realize, like, for us, yeah. Tears of Falling didn't work because mm. it's just dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun. if you're in kiss we could great. sell it as kiss yeah. but not but as for a, us it's know. like it's not we working let's drop it like yeah, there's other ones yeah. we can do and then a song yeah. like heart of chrome that works amazing because yeah. we play it great but it's also a great fucking song yeah. mm-hmm. and then, how did that it's one easier sell it, it is you know? easier, easier sell without yeah. production and um kiss yeah, yeah. you know yeah <laughs> yeah no, well, this has been awesome. I mean, you guys are. This is why we have you guys on over here. And PJ, well, me, thank you so much. Let me ask you your insight. Let me ask you some questions. So, as yeah, we're go talking, ahead. go ahead. I'm realizing there's a lot of songs we've mentioned that aren't in here. Mm-hmm. So, how did you choose the 64 songs that made, like, for example, like, why not Love's a Deadly Weapon, for example, or, or whatever, or Heart of Chrome, or whatever? So, what we did, so we have, we have uh, a bunch of patreon subscribers which we're, we're happy to have we're lucky to have them and we gave them as a as a patreon kind of give back we let all the patreon subscribers mm-hmm. throw in their top 10 kiss songs yeah there's a there's a okay. dude, couple of doozies in here so naked city so right so so we had so what we did that's good bob song yeah so we had we had of all the patreon people we probably had about 90 90 95 different kiss songs submitted for the tournament mm. okay so you can only get 64 okay so ultimately it came down to me and zeus being like okay let's let's we something's got to get cut and this is what just we made the cut and some of the songs like naked city yeah is it going to win no. no but it'll be fun to have people talk about it you know so um, see the beating it takes talk- yeah exactly kind of yeah <laughs> yeah talking about bob and, and when he was kind of having his issues and I don't know how I ended up on this. I, I still have it. It's, it's, it's great. It's an email that I got sent mm. from Bob Kulik. And on this email is Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, <laughs> Doc McGee, wow. Chris Jericho. Wow. 
why am I on this? Yeah. I don't know. But he was he was saying, like, you know, I didn't get royalties from Naked City, and I'll call Pepe Castro right now because Pepe Castro. Pepe Castro, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, just, I don't want to get into this because, like I said, I, I, I love Bob. But I was like, how in the fuck? <laughs> and, and, and one side of the coin, this is one of the coolest moments ever. Of course. So he, goes, he goes, I'm going to sue your ass. And you, I'm, I'm going to take you for everything you've got. I'm like me. What did I do? <laughs> I didn't do it. Didn't do it. How were you? How did, why were you ten years old in this album? I, how did you yeah. get on the email? I have no idea. I, I don't know if Bob included me by mistake or if he included me because he wanted me to know what's going on. Yeah. I have no idea because I even said to Paul, like, why was it? It was probably on this? Chris J. Some yeah, it was the wrong the wrong name in the address but, book. But man, did you luck out? Because actually, <laughs> I, I saw the email. Yeah, he forwarded it to me, so I saw it. I so, saw so, it. So that was my Naked City story that uh, I'm going to sue your ass for everything you're worth. <laughs> for <anybody>. Naked City. <laughs> oh, my God. Good luck with that. How did you do it? That big hit. <laughs> amazing, um, amazing. The other thing with this is, so, you know, we, we put this together, and what we do is we put the polls on Twitter, and we do it like a tournament style, yeah. and the first 20 polls, and then it goes down and down and down. Yeah. And the problem that I have, and it gets so fucking frustrating is you got people that really listen to the show and really get into it and break every song down. And then you got like people that subscribe and follow us and they're just like, the Oh, that's fans. a better song. Yeah. That's a better song. Right. They're not even listening. Like we're like, we're talking about what song do you want to go into the set list? Right. right. And, and yeah, like, yeah. what's different? Like, no, they're like, boom, boom. They're not even reading the fucking poll. Maybe next year the whole tournament will just be for Patreon people. Yeah. <laughs> that, fuck them. <laughs> so we'll, we'll love to hear some suggestions of next year. <laughs> next year, we're always say, me and Tom always say, let's just do deep cuts. And we're like, what's a deep cut? Are we taking every song off Peter's solo album? Is 10 <laughs> songs are going to go in as a deep cut? Yeah. Like, how deep do we go? I can't like, stop the rain as a number yeah. one seed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, so... Like, what do you do? Yeah. How just, far? Just as a quick segue back to it. So I, I pulled yeah. it up. I'll show you guys after. But it's from Bob Kulik to Gene Simmons, <laughs> Paul Stanley, Doc McGee, Kiss <laughs> Office Angus, Bill Randolph, Keith LaRue, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, Chris Jericho. <laughs> and Who is this CJ that... that- <laughs> Chris, something with a J that he and shout it out loud, Cass. Yeah, all right, right. <laughs> we were on this last guys. <laughs> um, so let me. I, I know that, that you guys have to split back to the city, but just yeah. a quick question. So, yeah, where are we at right now with the end of the road tour? How do you guys feel about it? Um, are, are, how do you feel when it's going to end? Has it started up again? Are they going to change anything about it? Are they going to listen to you and put something new in? I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, they're supposed to be starting back up soon. They're gonna—they're actually coming to Hartford next month. We're, yeah, we're make up show. Next month? Yeah. No, no. They're going Where to South America, Australia in uh, April. I thought. I think they got this moved. Month. Yeah, the Hartford date's a makeup date. Oh. I think from a COVID cancellation. I think when right. Paul or Gene had it. Yeah. Um, and then I think. Aren't they after, all? Yeah, I think they're. I, then I, after that, I think they're going. I what, thought they South, South America? America's first is coming up. So. Right, right. And then right, they right. come back and they're gonna hit some makeup dates. Yeah. And then they do the whole Australia thing, right? Yes, yes. You know, it's, it's interesting. I don't think I'm talking out of school in this. I went to Paul's birthday party, yeah. which yeah. was great, and it was really cool for many reasons. But talking to him and Gene, like, they were saying that the whole COVID thing threw off the whole plan. Oh, totally. And yeah. listen, threw off the plan to the point, these are guys in their 70s mm-hmm. and still wearing the stuff and still flying, and it's like yeah. it's hard to do this. Yeah. 
it's not easy like Jean was even saying what she said in the press but you know this is not the stones where mm. you put on a, a cool jacket and you do your gig and I think it really threw off the timeline mm. of like okay we will be done I think it was June it was 21 be, yeah it was supposed That's to be done a year ago fucking yeah. Shea Stadium wherever the hell it is yep. and now everything got thrown back and he said if it keeps getting cancelled move back it's like yeah. these gigs are going to get less and less it's Shows just over yeah. and yeah. not saying it in a bad way saying it in a fuck facts of life way. Like, it's this a is, long work day for those dude, guys. It is. Man. I mean, yeah. they're, they're not, they're not, uh, I mean, they're doing fucking VIP. They don't have to be doing VIPs. They, right. they don't oh. need it. Yeah. Okay. In fact, I kind of think that they're wrong for doing it. I yeah. mean, look, is it great for the fans? Yeah. But you know what, fans? Too bad. Well, the they crew, they gotta fucking preserve themselves. And on the cruise, they're not doing the fan pictures anymore, right? No, oh, they stopped that years ago. They stopped that. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing about the cruise that we kind of complain because more and more things it go it gets a little bit more and more expensive. But they also started taking away things, and now they don't even give you autograph stuff. It's like nope. lithogram, right? Yeah, and just carved it. So you guys gotta switch over to the Jericho. Uh, we we, we talked about you, it. We prefer we give you more. We've talked we about it. More. Yeah, we've yeah, talked yeah. About it. And quarantine yeah. will be on the be on that one. But in terms, but in terms of some of the questions you were asking, yeah. We would always like to think that when they take a break and then come back that they'll throw – like they did with Parasite when they threw Parasite in because they came – that was when we saw them in Manchester. They had taken a break. Are they going to do anything different? No. And nope. I think the reason why – and I'm not going to call them lazy because that's a strong word. I just think you said they're 70, 71 years old. They're trying to get through this. And yeah. let's just get through. They're trying to finish the race. Yeah, exactly. They're limping to the finish yeah, line as it is. Yeah. But exactly that race right. is going to go right almost up to 50 years. You see them stopping before 50 yeah, years? Yeah, you're right. Well, here's the thing. Too. That's the thing. Yeah. So I think they're going to drag and it out and hit the 50 one, years. And you know the this. pandemic opened up another can of worms. You're right. And you know yep. this too. It's, it's the end of the road tour. Doesn't oh, I can't, agree. Can't play a fucking game. Oh, they're game. doing Vegas. It's not the end of the year. You know, it's the end but of the But once room. again, people are saying that to me, but but talking with Paul and Gene, 70, and I think Gene's 72, 73. He's a couple Se- years old, right? He's yeah, old, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's older. Like five, so three, four years, only right? So, there's only so many punches of the card that you have. Of course. To do this show. Yeah. Now, could they do non-makeup? Could they do acoustic? Could they do? That's what know, we've said. That yeah. way, that way, the band, that way, Paul's not straining physically and vocally. The same thing with Gene. Do something stripped down. Maybe play those songs that they don't play for people. But and that'll and, never happen. I don't yeah. know. And we're and we're and we're that ship is sailed. I think you're right. I think you're right. Want it to end? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it ends, and that's life. It yeah. ends. And I will say this: we saw them. The last time we saw them was in August. Okay. In August of this year. Uh, yeah. Twenty one. August twenty one. August oh, twenty one. Um, Mansfield in Mansfield, oh, Mass. The, yeah, the, right, the, yeah. the show was fucking amazing. Yeah, it was it up. was shockingly because at that point we had be we had gotten to the point where we're like ah we're going because we love Kiss. It was the fir- It was their very first show right. after the COVID yeah, return. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So there was tons of energy. They sounded good. They played good. And, and I said to Zeus, if this is the last time we see them. It's a good ending because when we saw them in Manchester, yeah, the flip side of that was Manchester. Fucking, I think brutal. that was this. That was an opening leg, right? That was a, that was the opening leg. What was after brutal the, of it about it? They sounded. They looked. They were they, falling asleep. They, they were lazy, oh. tired. Sounded bad. It was that was rough. Okay, so and that's what you don't want. Yeah. Okay, so I will explain it this way. We just saw you guys perform, and what was the first thing I said to you outside? I was like, "How oh, the fuck are you guys still standing? Energy, oh, the energy, energy smiling." Yeah. I mean, I'll show you the photos I've got. I, there's a fucking smile. I, I turned to Zeus Thomas look, and, and I said, me, yeah. look how fucking happy he is to yeah. be up there. Right. 
Do you look at Paul lately or Gene up there as happy to be there or a job? You know what? Same that, thing with Eric Singer. He looks like he's unhappy. You know what? You know what they were happy. Job. You know, it's a job. It's not on the plane. It's, conta- it's contagious. It's contagious. It when is. you know someone's not into it, it's it's like dominoes. Like. Yeah. No, no pun intended. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. And yeah. I'm looking at Domino's sugar box. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. But you're right. Well, well, but you're right. When we saw uh, on the cruise, when they play that indoor show on the cruise, like that in, inter- the, in the theater. In the yeah. theater. Yeah. Paul, I've never seen him happier. Smiling, oh, joking, you laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, said, you I'm like, where the fuck is this when you're playing yes. in front of 10,000 people? they're playing songs they don't usually play. I don't know. I don't it, know. But he was like, insecure, he though, about it, though. doing his cooking show and that's oh, don't, don't get, get a bedtime stories of Paul yeah, yeah he was insecure though you could tell because he'd always preface everything like hey uh, you know we're gonna throw it out there uh, he kept repeating those lines oh, yeah. like, like oh, for the newer songs yeah, or, like, or like just anything like a who's a, yeah hey we don't know how this is gonna go we don't, like, we're like just play it buddy we don't yeah, give a shit right. Dude. We, I, we did something at our, our VIP in, uh, in Fort Wayne where there's a girl who's been to uh, 30 VIPs 29 VIPs wow and every time she always requests a song we have called Broken Soul. Yeah, okay. never played it live. It's, it's just an album track. Yeah, you know it could have been a hit, but it, you know things are not the way that you want it to be all the time. But I said to Rich before, let's let's learn the chorus and just sing the chorus for. Her. Nice. And it was you know a four bar chorus. Yeah. Saying she, dude, yeah. I post the video on Instagram. It's got over a hundred thousand views. People responded to. I'd it. like to. I'd like and, to note that he said to Rich. Let's just go over and do it. You know who he didn't tell was me because I never heard the song. I never heard the song, and then we started playing it, and I'm just following. I'm watching fingers. I'm going, what? What am I doing? Oh, but my point is, yeah. Kiss does that. I remember that I got that because when they were doing the acoustic VIP uh, show, which is where I got the idea to do our electric VIP yeah. show. It goes, she's European. Oh, we don't know. Let's just try it. And yeah. they play it for 20 seconds and it would end up in a car crash and they'd laugh. <laughs> it's but just it was, a trigger. But it's it was great. fucking awesome. Like yeah. they played exactly. you know, a bar, two bars, four bars of she's so European. And they were having fun with that. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. what happens with this, and we know this from being in a rock band um, with our set, we don't change up the set every night, but we, have the, we, we change the set up every leg of the tour. Yeah. But once you get it locked in, this is our set. Yeah. And there are parts in the set where you're like, okay, this one's not much fun for me. This one's super fun if I can get to there. But you always want to project that every song is the greatest moment. Absolutely. Right. So that's yep. our job to do. And you, you do, do a good well. and you do a good job of and, it. And I'll that's tell you. also Paul and Gene's Paul yeah. job. Okay, if you want to play I Love It Loud for the thousandth time and I'm at the gig, I'll get into it because I love it loud. But yeah. you've got to... You got to help me, man. Yeah. You know, you yeah. have to get into it while you're yeah. playing. Sell it, it. yeah. Sell, yeah. Still got to sell it. Exactly. Because to me, it is it is a low part of the set only because I've heard the song so many times. It's like Metallica with Sandman, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. They start playing Sandman, and you yep. lose your fucking mind because mm-hmm. you're there, and it's awesome. And it's and awesome. It's, it's cool. Yep. That's yep. the one thing. Like when I went to the Stones in Atlanta in November, I'll tell you what, dude, they fucking killed it. I believe and it. Not, they were good for old. No, throw that out the window. Mick was amazing. Yeah, he was amazing. Like yeah. he was Mick Jagger. It could have been the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2022, or 2021. And you're just like, I love the Stones. I fucking want the Stones to exist forever. <laughs> I never want them to stop because this show was just as good as I've ever seen it. Yeah, wow. That's what you want every time you see a band. You awesome. Know? Well, you awesome. can see that though when you, like smaller things and you you see your band performing. And see the things that you guys are doing and how you interact with the crowd. For instance, you know, there's a lot of the few things me and Tom would look at. That's a Paul stuff. That's oh, a Paul sure thing. You saw a lot of that. Right. So the whole mic thing you're putting up on either side of the crowd, right? Love it. 
So Love one it. of the things we say now is if you've seen the shows recently, Paul barely does it. Yeah, over there. <sighs> yeah. How about you guys it's over like there? He's, he's, like, it, it's like he's like, okay. It's like he's bored. And then he stops it. You you remember how you used to do it? You do it like five or six times back. Now it's just like. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Paul that I did. Yeah. You yeah. over there? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. It. Thanks for everybody. Yep. Got it. Yep. Like he, that's, he has no energy to do that yeah. stuff. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah. And maybe he's just mentally getting to them because like you said, the finish line got kept moving back, moving back, moving it's back. It's work. Yeah. Yeah. The end of the road has happened and they're, they're, they're still playing on gravel and dirt now <laughs> it's a great point it's a great point yeah, yeah. it's a great point guys this has been amazing hey, Chris, thank, thank you thank you so much amazing thanks amazing. for having me an awesome Fozzie show tonight you guys rock thank you and we'll Glad see you, you at Creatures Fest absolutely that's amazing yeah you yep. see yeah. The other, I can see the other band that's right yeah, yeah. so We're all you kiss tards you'll see uh, <laughs> quarantine Fozzie all the above that's right Creatures Fest that's right thank you guys thank, thank you. you suck it Tom, what'd you think? I got to tell you, it was such a blast to obviously not just meet PJ and, and see Chris in person where we could spend some time. It was the most low-key, fun, just down-to-earth kind of hanging out with these guys. But the thing that I really loved about this episode was it's the kind of episode that I know that we love, or specifically that I love, where it's just guys sitting around talking about KISS. Like literally nerding out about Kiss. Like, oh, this song is better than that song. I can't believe this song won. Well, why don't they play that song in concert? Yeah, I agree. I can't believe this song was a number eight seed. It should have been a number three seed. Like, do we have fun on some of these other episodes, like the Virginia Beach, where we spend two hours bashing and shitting on a piece of thing that Kiss? Yeah, but though, this is what we love about the band. This is why we do this show, to sit around and talk about the music. And to do that with Jericho, and to meet PJ Farley and to hear his stories, we asked him the Murph questions, to hear his him his stories about him touring with Kiss when he was in Trickster on the friggin' revenge tour, no less. Just all that and, and everybody's different opinions. Everybody's got their different favorite eras and songs. Um, it was just a really amazing time. Just a blast. It's always surreal for me. Yeah. We started this podcast and remember we're like, oh, you know, oh, Jericho's a big thing. And we were talking about maybe one day and you're like, nah, never going to get to that. And I mean, we call him a friend. He is. We text yep. him all the time, meet with him and stuff. He sets it up. We go yep. to his place. We hung out. We hung out like, hey, my cousin's in town for a weekend. That's I exactly. can meet up with him Friday night and we can get together. And yep. he's brought his buddy with him. Yep. And his buddy turned out to be just as cool. That's what it was like. I mean, I, I knew Chris Jericho, when he was in WCW, when he first started, I was there when I fucking marked out when he just he came on Monday Night Raw and fucking challenged The Rock and went back and forth with him. And we're shooting the shit. And he's about as down to earth and cool as can be. Mm -hmm. And you I mean, that's that's the thing. And it's just like so, so many of these people we've met doing this podcast over time. That you're like, wow, I can't believe how certain people are at a level of celebrity or a level of success, but they do not talk to you anything other than, hey, you're my, you know, you're my peer. You're my buddy. You're right yeah. here with me. Not any condescending tone, but just, oh, and it's just incredible. It, I mean, at some point we're going back forth laughing, going over shit. And I'm like looking at Tom and I'm just like. 
dude, what the fuck? Yeah, we're at the we're, we're we're at a we're at a beachfront a beachfront property. After seeing a Fozzie show, hanging out with half the band, Chris Jericho talking about our tournament. That Chris was like, "Yeah, this is why I love your podcast. You guys like do unique and creative things like this, and this is why it's fun." Oh. This and the, he. I remember when he's like, oh, yeah, the tournament's over. When am I coming on? Like, he looks, he knows he's part of this every year, too. Yeah. yeah. And he's got the vodka there. He's got the Grey Goose. He's got the pizza. They he's brought got a pizza. the pizza. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, and he's like, yeah, hey, I got this. I got the, I'll give the recording. I'll send it over to my producer. She'll clean it up for us and she'll send it over. Like, dude, you yep. don't even have to do all that stuff. And he worked this stuff out. Just listening to him and PJ talk because they each have like so many projects going on. Like, yeah. how the fuck? Do you organize your day? How do you get through things? He's like, yeah, I'm going to meet you here. I'm this, that. Oh, I'm flying in here for Creatures Fest, but I'm leaving later on that night. I'm doing like, yep. like he's still hungry to work. It's the hardest fucking working person. And all the success is because he's got charisma, talent, and a work ethic. That's like it. nobody's business. That's right. That's right. And he treats people well. Yeah. Like, like, like we're not. We're not in media. We're not in music. We're not in management or touring or publications. We're just Kiss fans who he likes our show, and now he's part of it. And 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 it was just a, it was just an amazing. And again, I don't. I know we've we've talked. We keep talking about Chris, rightfully so. And we keep talking about PJ. PJ was one of the nicest, most friendliest guys to hang out with and shoot the shit. And having his opinions. And his ideas about a guy who not only loves the band, but toured with the band at a really interesting era that just added it. It was, it was amazing. He's got a great chemistry with Chris. They're, they're funny. They're funny shit. Yep. Oh yeah. And by the way, we all, we all had some fun at our, our good buddy, Joey Casada's expense. Sorry, Joey. Uh, yeah, we had some laughs there. We'll all, we'll all see each other in, uh, in Nashville in, in a month. So yeah, we really hope you enjoyed this. And what we hope to accomplish is that you feel like you're on one of the seats at the at the little dining room uh, uh, kitchenette area yep. in a bar stool with us having a beer and talking this out because mm-hmm. that's how we wanted it to go. And we always do these wrap ups. We talk about the songs. We talk about the winners and it just organically flows. Yep. We hope you felt that way because. When Tom and I left at the end of the night, we finished up. Chris is literally like, we got to get on the bus at four o'clock. So yep. they're like probably in a shower and stuff. I mean, they came right after the show. So me and Tom are like, okay, guys, good night. You know, we give each other hugs and we say, see you later to the, uh, to Chris and PJ. Tom and I walk into my car because I'm going to drive him to his because we park a little further. And we're like, dude. Yeah. Like two college buddies are like, can you believe what we what just happened? Yeah, we just recorded an episode with Jericho and, and PJ in a friggin' beachfront place, just shooting the shit about Kiss. And, and now, now we, we got to drive an now hour. Now we got to drive home, <laughs> and we got home at three a.m. Yeah, yeah, oh, brutal. Yeah, it was fucking worth it. Oh um, god, yeah. So we hope you enjoyed this. Yep. And uh, what we do next is we go to our question of the week. And our question of the week is brought to you by Fusion Tech Data and Electric, our good friend, listener, and patron, Joe Decker. That's his company. He's with Fusion Tech Data and Electric. 
Fusion Tech is a recognized communications contractor specializing in the construction, splicing, testing, and documentation of all types of fiber optic networks. Along with that, Fusion Tech Electric can service all your electrical construction needs, commercial, industrial, and utility, as well as electrical substation work and all UPS and DC power plant installation. Fusion Tech currently operates throughout the five boroughs of New York City, as well as New Jersey and the tri-state area providing union labor with IBEW Local 3 in New York City and IBEW Local 164 and Local 102 in New Jersey. For more information about Fusion Tech, please visit them on their website at fusiontech-llc.com or call them at 973-650-1357. And our question of the week is from Joe Decker. Yeah, Fusion Tech. Yeah, woo. He says, after the reunion went off the rails and Eric Singer was brought in to play Peter, do we know if Bruce was offered the opportunity to be ace? It's a great question. And we actually have an answer right from Bruce's mouth because he was asked about this. He said, this is Bruce's answer. This was an, uh, he talked about this uh, a couple of years ago. I think he did this uh, in an interview. He says it was seamless for Kiss to go with Tommy Thayer, who does a a fantastic job as the spaceman. If I had been asked to step into that spaceman role, it would have been really awkward for me. I get asked by fans a lot. Why weren't you there? I think Tommy stepping into the role was a lot more natural than me becoming the spaceman and shooting rockets off of my guitar. I would have had to have played the songs note for note like Ace. I don't think I could do that and remain happy in the band. Tommy does that to perfection. I was never required to learn the classic stuff note for note, but if you're going to be the, quote, spaceman, it would have to stay true to the way Ace plays it. That's not to say I don't play the classic songs with respect. I play the Grand Funk Railroad songs with respect while injecting my own style into them like I did with my time in Kiss. I would lose my liberties if I stepped into the spaceman role. That is an interesting answer to your question, Joe, and what better answer to your question than having it come straight from Bruce Kulik. Um, But yeah, I, I think, I mean, just as a side note, I mean, yeah, we know the facts from Bruce. I don't know if I would have wanted to see that because I think seeing somebody who was so essential to the band during their non-makeup years, then all of a sudden put on makeup. It would have been weird for, I think Bruce was smart enough to realize this isn't going to work. I don't know about you, Zeus. If I saw Bruce with ace makeup, I'd be like, that's fucked up. I would have preferred it. Really? Yeah. Because I think, I think, because I think, because I think, no, the fact is that Bruce, I mean, let's be honest. Eric gets way less shit than Tommy. Oh yeah. Because it's the ace ace cult. It's not just that. I think Eric was already in the band. He was already respected. Yes. He worked. He worked with, he did business with his father. He, he respected his father, but, but he, he never trusted his <laughs> or, or his Sicilian friend, Peter fucking Chris. But regardless, Tommy, I, let's hit him now while we got the muscle. <laughs> so anyway, uh, getting back to it, I honestly feel that Bruce and Eric Singer, you wouldn't have this fucking bullshit. Because he'd be like, oh, Kiss went back to the non-makeup band and they put on makeup. Big deal. I think it would be way less than what it is now. 
the tension. Bruce is so beloved as a member of Kiss. There is a very subdued Bruce cult, quote unquote. Okay. They love that era of the band. They love his playing. They love his personality and how low key and kind he is. That would have been destroyed if he put on the spaceman costume nope. and ace makeup. It would have been like, what the f- You're Bruce Kulik. You're not ace freely. Nope. I think I it would have been so. a disaster. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think the kiss tards would have accepted it way more than they accept this. Oh, well, if okay, if you're going to put it comparatively speaking, would they accept it more than Tommy? Yes. You're probably right. Yeah. But I think it would have sucked for me as a it, Bruce it, fan. It means they went back to the uh it went back to the revenge era. Who I just complained about that. Yeah, I'm just so happy as a Bruce And what's fan. wrong with that? And what's wrong with that? As a Bruce fan, I'm happy he didn't do it. I'm I, happy he didn't do I'm it. Gl- I wish he did, and we never heard of Tommy. The fact that Tommy <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have a problem with Tommy. I like him. I don't either. I never, I, I, I'm just I, I saying either. He is just the whipping boy for everyone because, oh, he got them coffee. Oh, he was the tour manager. Oh, he got all that shit that he gets. It's true. It's, it's, yeah, it's, unfortunately, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's a great question, Joe. We love you, Joe, and we love Fusion Tech. So thank you, buddy, for the question. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, Fusion Tech. Yeah. Woo. Tom, where can people find us? You can find us on our fantastic website. Shout it out loudcast.com. Please go there. You can check out episodes, rankings, everything is in there from shout it out loudcast stuff to album review crew stuff, Zeppelin Chronicle stuff. And that's going to be coming up soon. We haven't forgotten about Zeppelin Chronicle. Believe me, you can check out all that stuff. You can comment on the episodes from there. You can comment on the rankings from there. You can send us direct messages right from the website that will go into our email uh, mailbox which is a good segue if you want to use our email address, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Please email us. Uh, we try to read them on the air, on the air like a radio station, uh, but we read every single email. Zeus and I talk about them all the time. Um, if you want to, to remain confidential, some people say, hey, keep this between us. We know that you guys have some private thoughts, so you don't want to be attacked by the kiss tards out there if you say something. Yeah, um, kiss tards. Yeah. Yeah, fusion tech. Uh <laughs> That's going to be of, a new one. Of, yes. And of course, uh, our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, please comment, take pictures like we got an unbelievable picture by Wally Vidal y Cabeza de Gato. And he says, I just got my new Click Tea Shop Elder Ace Frilly shirt. So I decided to celebrate it by getting a filet of fish and a fountain cola. <laughs> and now if you excuse me, I'm going to go speed back to Sodom and Gomorrah. And listen to Shout It Out Loudcast. Is that what I do? And he painted his face like Ace and literally held up a box f- with a filet of fish. That is a diehard Shout It Out Loudcast fan. That's what we love. You guys are awesome. So please, if you do anything kiss right, tag us. It's just so fun. And that's what keeps the community and the show growing. We love you guys for that. And as we mentioned earlier, our wonderful Patreon family, patreon.com, the app. Check us out. We've got a lot of stuff going on there, and uh, we're part of the great Pantheon Podcast Network of shows. Go to PantheonPodcasts.com and check out us and a ton of other great shows that are part of that community. So that's all out there for you. And finally, if you want to dress yourself up in a nice shout out Loudcast <laughs> t-shirt, you can go right to our website, click on that merch link, and make yourself look all pretty with a nice shout out Loudcast t-shirt. Yeah. You sound like uh, Eddie Izzard's 
dressed to kill. Oh, and of course, surely when he uh, Jesus came into uh, Jerusalem, he must have been tarted up a bit. <laughs> I love that guy. So if you want to go to Creatures Fest, I'm sure you'll be a little tarted up a bit as a <laughs> kiss fan. Love um, it. Tom, people can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube. YouTube. We're yes. almost at the 600 mark. We'd love to get there with your help. Please subscribe to our show there. In addition, we always enjoy those five star, star. child reviews. And you can give them to us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Podchaser.com. Um, anywhere. Good pods. Go on there and give us a, a five-star child review. Yep. Those five-star child reviews pump us up the food chain and uh, get us out there to the masses, which helps the show. So if you want to do something like that, please do and let us know in case we don't know who you are and recognize. So we can give you a big thanks on the air. Tom, I think we got a new one. We do from our friend Mark Flores Music. And it says, Tom and Zeus rule. And this this first sentence of the review is fucking killer. This show is to Paul Stanley what sunlight is to Dracula. (laughs) It celebrates the good and the bad of Kiss with an honesty and humor the band themselves are no longer capable of. All errors are discussed and nothing is off limits. Hosts Tom and Zeus treat every member equally and it's raw and real. This isn't just a podcast. It's an intervention. (laughs) (laughs) Mark Flores music, buddy. You are amazing. You rock. Thank you. Thank you for that, for taking the time, for doing the five stars and saying that about us. We love that. And thank you for getting us in the humor of this show, too. Thank you. Mark has done a few good things for us. Absolutely. And we really appreciate it, buddy. Yep. Thank you very much. And anybody wants to be the next Mark Flores, please go right ahead. Exactly. But, yep. uh, Tom, I always leave us with the shout it out loudcast email, and that is shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. <laughs> nice. So, Tom, when we end our show, we usually end with our famous last words. You got any? Of course. Their selection is inviting, they sure look hot tonight. And the ladies in waiting will show you what it's all about. Nice. It's so sad living at home, far from the city, in the midnight fun. It's so bad going to school so far from me and the dirty things that we've done. Now, that's a tip of the hat to those guys, especially because Jericho did an awesome version of that on that Spin the Bottle uh, album that Bob Kulik produced. And uh, I want to do that specific song because, as you heard, Jericho mentioned Bob in that King of the Nighttime World uh, a few times. So thank you. So thank you to Chris Jericho. Thank you to PJ Farley. Thank you. Loudcasters, thank you, Kiss Army, and thank you, of course, to my buddy Tom. Yeah, guys, thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate all the kind words, all the comments, the feedback, the emails, uh, and of course, all the interaction and support. Patreon guys, you're the best. 
Thank you guys for everything. And Zeus, my friend, thank you as always. And another special shout out and thanks to Chris Jericho and PJ Farley. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. So (laughs) we forgot to mention one little aspect. While we're at the show. Oh, boy. We were at the last like kind of like standing table of the room. But behind us is the woman's bathroom. Oh, boy. Not good. (laughs) Every once in a while, the bathroom door would open up and Tommy would be like, Dude, what the fuck is that? You, did you just shit? Like, it's not me. Everybody who was accused of shitting themselves. There was a foul. It and- smelled. It smelled like a porta potty. If you were at like a football game, like whatever your favorite team is, picture tailgating and open up the porta potty door. It just every once in a while, I'll be like, somebody is. Oh. <laughs> it was piss. And it was awful because they would open the door and the door would like stay open. So the, it would just fill up the back of the bar. Yeah, because you know what it's like to be in a concert. It's a small bar. It gets fucking hot. Oh, hot piss. <laughs> just, just like Matt Wallace's Twitter handle, hotter than piss. And he, you wouldn't know because we're the last. We're up against the wall. The last kind of, you know, high table. High table. Yeah, yeah, with no chairs. Right. So we're all standing. So the only way we know is because a scent would come out and be like, oh, you shit yourself. I'm like, it's not me. I look around I'm like, oh, the door's open again. And then to make it worse, we didn't comment on this either during the episode. I've never seen a bigger crowd of fat people in one place. And I'm, ta- I'm not talking. I'm not talking like overweight people. I'm talking people. You probably put it this way. If you had regular sized humans in that club, you probably could have fit about 30 more of them. Dude, I felt <laughs> I felt like in the best shape of my life. I was like, dude, I'm there was like- a guy. There was a guy that was leaning up against one of those high tables. He I don't know if he had bathed in like the last week. He just <laughs> dude, it was the people. Was- then the guy in front of us at the other high. T- I'm like, oh. There is everybody here is fat. <laughs> it was not. It was a lot of hefty, hefty, hefty. Oh, like and very like, few hot, very few hot chicks. On another f- two. There was there was a couple. There was couple. a couple. Um, and the other fun part was because we're standing up. There's no seats. Right. Like right. I do before the Jericho show. So I oh, can sit I down. For a little about bit. This. So I sit down <laughs> behind us right next to a, like a blanketed pool table. Yeah. There's like one little seat in the corner. So I sat next to down there. I'm just minding my own business, fucking around my phone, waiting for the Chris's band to come on. It's like a breakdown before the, the new uh, Fozzie comes on. And she was actually pretty cute. And she comes up to me and I'm like, oh, who's this? And she's like, I, um, excuse me. Um, I'm, there's like r- very low on toilet paper in, in the bathroom. And I'm like looking around like, <laughs> Are you talking to me? She's like, yes, there's very low toilet paper in there. I'm like, fuck, you want me to do about it? She's like, do you work? Do you work? I'm like, no. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, she do th- I look like I work here? She thought you were like the ladies room bouncer. And she's going on to tell me about it. And I'm like, 
Oh, so, oh, you know how sometimes there's somebody in front of the bathroom watching. I'm like, no, honey. That's no, all me. I know. All I know is that that ladies room stinks. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, don't go in there. I won't think you're cute because you smell like hot piss when you get out. <laughs> oh, and then the other last thing I will mention is go ahead. I should put this photo up on social media. Oh, no. It was a guy. Like, oh, <laughs> waiting outside. We're like, where the fuck are they? They coming? Oh no! This there was a Chris Jericho lookalike. It was like his stunt double, <laughs> fake Jericho. We called him, <laughs> and I'm like trying to take a picture. Tom, go over here, go over here. Make it look like I'm taking a photo of you, and I'm like yeah. taking snapping photos of him. Oh, uh, what, what a, a night! Fucking great night, great night. Just be careful of the hot piss stench. Ooh. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.